today on Mob Rules. No wolf are not coming. The wolf are not coming. We talk about I Am Slaughter, book one in The Beast Arises. And we play a new game. All that and not much else. It's episode 16 of, of Mob, Mob Rules. Sass. I got my sass. I need to record any damage. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. You nice sass. <laughs> Shaped well. Yeah, that was a pun, dude. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah, it? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You're oh, you yeah. this expert in puns now. No, I've always been really good, just secretly good. <laughs> welcome to episode of 16 of Mob Rules, the, the podcast that Rage quits its first game. Um, yeah, I, I, that's all I could think of on the spot here. I, of course, am John, joined as always by Ted. Hey. Hi, Ted. Hi. And returning champ Danny is back again. Hey, how's it going? Pretty, pretty hey. good. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. 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 What, what, what's making you feel good? Uh, well, uh, it's supposed to be spring in other places in the United States. But, oh. Yeah. Is it really? Already? Yeah, dude. No way. I thought yeah. we had another month of it. Well, no, it's not. It's 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 coming. So Phil spring the is coming. Groundhog announced it? Phil the Groundhog? What is it? Oh. Phil Klaxon? Yeah, he announces it was like another Klaxon. week of winter. Oh, he said it was going to be a short. It was it was coming. Oh, yeah. it's oh. coming, huh? No, no, I mean like it's it's uh, it's supposed to be short. That's what I heard. Oh, okay. I don't know. In Alaska, our news comes through a bunch of filters, so we don't really <laughs> yeah. even know what's going on in the rest of the, the world. The Canadians filter it for us. Right. Or our, uh, <laughs> I'm going to translate for our UK friends. Oh, okay. um, it's not just a movie. Groundhog Day is an event where people watch a small gopher <laughs> and use that to predict meteorological science for the next month. A gopher about six thousand oh, yeah. miles away, mind you, from yeah. where we are. For, for sure, for sure, it's it's very simple. Anyway, forty k. Yeah, yeah. Warhammer, yeah. Mob there Rules. No Yay. Groundhogs. No, no. That I know of. Or no. Do you know any? Katachan Devils. Oh, so. well, technically. Oh, really? <laughs> I think groundhogs are a species of marmot, and we have a lot of marmots here, so oh. they're basically the same thing. What does that have to do with 40K? Sorry, I thought so, we were. So, no, no, we're talking, talking about marmots. if there's a 40K equivalent. So yeah. there's like a. Cat- oh, is there a 40K equivalent? Yeah, oh, so I guess. I would assume there's something like a marmot. If a, if a Katachan yeah. Devil sees its shadow, then everyone dies. In Katachan? Oh. Yeah. Oh. I always like the marmots because one of their names is the hoary marmot. <laughs> I just figure if I ever get lonely, that's you, the way to you're go. You're good to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five bucks and I'm good. Or maybe just, a just five. Oh, wonderful puppies. Let's, <laughs> let's hope these directional mics work fantastically. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to uh, talk about some of the, the, the news that's kind of peaked over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to be uh, talking <clears throat> about book one of The Beast Rises. <laughs> I am Slaughter. Uh, full disclosure, we were going to be talking about book one and two, uh, but some of us here, John, Aww. me, didn't read the whole second book yet. Uh, real life got in the way for me, and I had to... You got plastered. Uh, I, well, no, that was last night. Well... <laughs> you could have been... Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I partied last night instead of reading a book. Um, and I'm, I'm paying for it now, Ted. So, You're so, welcome. So thank you for your concern. So, uh, Danny, what have, you, what have you been up to since you uh, were last on? Oh, my God. That was so long ago. What it was. was it, like, yeah. uh, August? September? Yeah, August. Or it's probably in September. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it should be in September. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, that's a long time ago. It was. Uh, <laughs> I played a bunch of different armies. Uh huh. Um, I've actually played with or against. 
Oh, both. Okay. I play a lot of 40K. Yeah, you're Danny. That's right. Uh, so I started instituting a poll on the local uh, Facebook group oh. to see what army I should play at the next tournament oh. because uh, I was getting some uh, feedback that I wasn't letting people win at the local events. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So do people naturally let people win? I mean, is that like a thing? Well, like, he was, some people do. He was cheating with skill. It's, oh, and it's the worst part kind of it. Yeah. It's the yeah, worst kind it. of cheating. So uh, the first month in November uh, that I held it, I played Orcs because that's what everybody wanted me to play. Um, ended up winning that tournament. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did you, what did you take? This might help out a lot of our listeners. <laughs> um, uh, I took, uh, what is it, Gruck Facebeater um, from the uh, Stormcloth. Oh, he's set. good. Yeah, he's, he's very good. good. As a foot slacking Warbox, he's pretty solid. Uh, then I took. Uh, so what? What is, is he? Just seems to be a little bit overcosted for what he does. Oh really? Yeah, in, I don't in my feel opinion, that no. Because all he, I think like he he just gives you an extra. Well, he has shred. So, but normally yeah. he's winning on two plus. So now I get a rerollable two plus. So yeah. yeah. But that's about it, right? But he or has he basically has everything that I would take on a standard war boss on uh-huh. foot, as long as he wasn't in mega armor. Okay. And <clears throat> his warlord trait, in my opinion, is the best. This his set warlord trait is the okay. best warlord trait for orcs. Okay. Which is reroll leadership tests within twelve inches of him. Oh, okay. So that really That's helps you to pass one. all of your, your mob rules checks so you're not beating yourself to death. Yeah. yeah. And for, like, his cost, like, when mm-hmm. you break down his individual things, it's really not that much more than a, a kitted out foot war boss. Yeah. Right. And that two-up shred is just, yeah. it's... It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. And he's got the feel-no-pain, uh, which is nice as mm-hmm. well. I mean, but you can get that with a cyborg body. Yeah. Yeah. So... But his six is up. a four up versus a six up, right? His, uh, his is a five, five up. up. He's oh, got five a straight up, right. up field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay, good. that's decent. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. So uh, you took him. So I got him. Uh, I had uh, three units of 30 boys with Power Claw, Big Knobs, oh. and Boss Bulls. Um, I had a Morkanaut and a Gorkanaut. Thanks, what? John. John let me his. Uh, <laughs> I did. My, my, my wandering my wandering Gorkanaut, which actually both you guys now. Yeah, we probably you're, played it more than you have. You're, you're Gorkanaut <laughs> brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I want to. I, after that, I'm gonna. I mean, like, oh. um, nice. that's awesome. Yeah. Right. They um, fist bumped. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, in addition, I took a uh, Mech Boy list from the Forge World supplement. Um, mm-hmm. So I took uh, one squad of Spana Boys, uh, a big Mech with a custom force field, and uh, a unit of three Death Dreads. Okay. Which was actually the unit of Death was really really solid. So, did you give them like custom force field, or give it like a mech with the, the force field? I'm or? sorry. So, the big mech that was my HQ choice for that particular detachment had a custom uh, force field. Okay, and then the uh, uh, the Morkanot also had a custom force field. So, with, with that list, like the the force field works a little bit differently, right, than like the standard list. Now, there's a lot of like things in there that I think like cyborg bodies work. They do they have their own listing, or I think was it reference to the codex? They reference the codex now because they have a, uh, a PDF document on the Forge mm-hmm. World site that's supposed to update it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it just says reference codex. Or <clears throat> but some of the things I remember in that code or in that uh, uh, the PDF don't. They are slightly different. So, I like the lift a dropper, right? Is yeah, the, is I think the lift a dropper. Well, the lift a dropper isn't in the standard co- or codex, so it's only. Yeah. I think it's only in that one or okay. in some of the other Imperial Armor books. Right. I didn't take a lift a dropper, but like okay. yeah. I just had the custom force field. I think is a page reference to the to the orc one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, it is, but it's it's still a good list. Yeah, Sweet. no, it was solid. Okay. Um, so, so you ran the the cans or the uh, the unit of death dreads were death really dreads. really good. <clears throat> um, they were 
uh, an invaluable source of people's like they would, they would soak up a lot of firepower because people were afraid of them. <laughs> yeah, squad of three dreads is pretty good. That's it's, it's pretty hot, pretty hot. So uh, the next month, moving on. Okay, Rangard, Rangard. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. So people voted guard, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and of course that month the new supplement came out uh, for uh, what was it? Uh, it had the Cadians in it. Um, oh, oh the Tau and the, the yeah, Montal. Yeah, uh, Monka. Oh, my God. Monka. Okay. Um, so I used that, uh, and I used uh, a uh, the Veterans Formation in there, which is three squads of mounted veterans and Chimeras, a squad of uh, devil, uh, a, a squadron of devil dogs. Okay. Uh, so, and I used two devil dogs. Um, I used, uh, and there's a command squad in there as well. And then I used a double artillery battery formation. Mm. Um, which is pretty rad because it lets you give orders to your artillery. Oh, rad. So uh, you can get Ignore's cover on your artillery, <laughs> which is pretty solid on a like from a Basilisk with Strength 9 AP3. Yeah, he needs that to go through. Yeah, totally. Especially in the meta that we have where there's a lot of people on bikes mm. with really good cover saves that are re-rollable. Um, it's pretty solid. Cheers. So I didn't do Phil. quite as good that month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> that Phil guy. Wow. What a cheater. Yeah, total cheater. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I didn't win that month actually. Oh, okay. So because who, of who did, Phil. was that, um, Matt? No, no. Cause Jeff. I, Jeff? I, I beat Matt that tournament. Wasn't it? Oh, was it Ethan with his towel with Nate's towel? No, Ethan ended up winning that tournament. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So are you guys lost, still friends? I didn't lose to Ethan. Oh, okay. I lost to, uh, John Miller. Mm-hmm. Oh, arguably worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two guys that partner together. Yeah. On team I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, you know, pull out my soundboard for this. But oh look, Miller won a tournament. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it would come in useful. Anyway. <laughs> so and then, so your, your next tournament. Then, so we, we, they chose orcs. They chose guard. So obviously, you're gonna let people continue to pick what army you're playing for this next one, right? No, I was pretty bored of that, so I decided to pick my own army in, <laughs> okay. in January. The poll of one. <laughs> so I played. I played a tau list this last month. It was a. I, I played in that tournament so too. Oh, that's right. That was uh, like two weeks ago. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was a really unassuming tau list. What? I think is is the the best compliment I can give it. There there wasn't there wasn't yeah, <laughs> no oh, death stars no crazy. Oh, you're wow. just giving a bunch of riptides, or oh, you're just doing this. There there didn't seem to be anything net listy about it whatsoever. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, go ahead with your with your army there. I had a buffmander um, with uh, the standard kit, also iridium armor and the feel no pain okay. uh, item. So he's. Pretty tough. I stick him in my broadsides so he can tank all the wounds on them. So I have a unit of three broadsides with six missile drones. So that's like my main fire base. Um, And that works out pretty good. So Mm -hmm. he lets them all reroll to hit. And I can give him like... I can give them like tank hunter or monster hunter. So is that to more. utilize the was the hunter cadre thing? So you can like focus. Is that what his? I, I did take this all as the hunter contingent. That's a good okay. good point. Um, yeah, and it, it helps with that as well. Okay, um, it helps me where I can. Uh, he gives them ignores cover anyway, and oh. with rerolling all their misses and stuff, they don't oh. really necessarily need all the bonuses to ballistic skill all the time. Oh. But but they're they're it's a super solid unit. I've been playing with that is one. That with your missile, are they missile sides or yeah, they're all missile sides? Oh, okay. So it's a lot of shots. Yeah, it's uh, something on the order of like uh, sixty. Oh no, seventy-two shots. I think between like three that. or all four. Between all 
all four of them. Oh, oh no, it's forty eight shots. It's forty eight shots. Oh, okay, yeah. but it's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a, a thirty man mob of boys right there. Pretty much. Yeah. Aww. No, that's for real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you did. It. <laughs> I didn't end up playing against Rocks, unfortunately. Oh, that would have been fun. <laughs> but uh, so I had him. I had two squads of two crisis suits with uh, one fusion gun and one plasma gun each. Mm. Um, and I kind of acted uh, use those as uh, like suicide squads. Mm-hmm. So I deep strike him in, mm-hmm. or start him on the table if I didn't feel like they would be useful on the back in the backfield. Okay. Um, three squads of ten fire warriors. Uh, one squad. One squad of those is breachers. And then two squads of regular fire warriors. The one squad of breachers, or the squad of breachers, and one squad of the other fire warriors, the strike team, had EMP grenades. Mm. And then the the other squad had the little smart missile turret that you can take. Oh out, yeah, which are pretty nice to have. Yeah, well, the porta potty is it is. <laughs> it gives them a place to to go in the middle of battle. <laughs> oh, there's an enemy up. <laughs> As Tower want to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, two squads of four pathfinders. Um, so the breachers, did you load them up with a, uh, no, just on really? Flight. Yeah. I gave them a guardian drone. Okay. So that they get, uh, five plus and vulnerable save. So do you, do you feel that they can slog up to a point where their, uh, AP is useful? So yes, it actually <laughs> happened several times during the event. What? Um, well, so if you run the hunter contingent, uh-huh. um, you can run and then fire when you're within 12 inches of your commander. Okay. So I just move them up so that the guardian drone is within 12 inches of the commander a lot of times. <laughs> and then <laughs> run them and then shoot them. Oh, okay. So they can get pretty close to the enemy before you unload oh, okay. the strength 6 AP3 shots on them. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's just kind of like John with his uh, <laughs> string of boys. Like one guy is inside the uh, what is it? Your uh, oh, 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 shield. Oh, yeah. oh. My, my my void shield green tide. Yeah. <laughs> so the cheese, dude. It's, totally. It's no, it. Yeah, no, it is. You gotta own it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. Um, so two squads of four pathfinders for some uh, some Markelite support. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I took uh, the broadsides and heavy. Also a storm surge. Mm. Um, in that slot, which was amazing. I was racking up the close combat kills I was getting with it over the course of the game. <laughs> the Storm Surge. Yeah, dude. It's, it's a totally close combat monster. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. I almost killed uh, Chaplain Grimaldus with it. Uh. Um, I stomped out a Devastator squad and... <laughs> Somebody uh, assaulted you with a Devastator squad? Or no, I you? assaulted the Devastator oh, really? squad. Okay. Yeah, I ran it up there, man. He uses it so offensively. <laughs> it's so anti-Tau. Wow. <laughs> Have you seen the guy that... I think he replaced like the missile pods and the, with like arms. I think he has like... Oh, these, I bet that would look really cool. Yeah, I think... Oh, okay. I think they're from like secret weapon miniatures or something like that. But they're like these arms that they use for something else. But they look pretty decent. So, I mean, it kind of looks like a suit, but... Yeah, those look good on you. Just give them like a glave or something. Like, yeah, this is your. I just, I just imagine hand surge. I just imagine it on the battlefield, just like a chicken scratching at <laughs> yeah. the dirt, but instead of dirt, it's bodies. Yeah. Rocking right. people with right. his barrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bending over and just sweeping. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it tanked a knight in close combat. Wow. Um, like it got charged by a knight, uh, uh, gallant, mm-hmm. and held. For a whole turn, because I passed on my vulnerable saves like a boss, <laughs> and then two units of fireworks with the EMP grenades assaulted the knight and killed it. Oh wow, <laughs> that's amazing! So, I yeah, put together a good. surge. <laughs> like I said, like really an, an, an unassuming list. I mean, it, oh, and then the enhanced stealth cadre, oh, yeah, which was yeah. uh, always good. Every single game was that. that that's borderline broken. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so the guys that uh, do the mirror thing, right? And shoot yeah, the back end. Wall, oh. wall of mirrors. Yeah. Oh. Shoot back armor and ignores cover, and they get plus one ballistic skill all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sound a little hurt, John. So, well, I played in that tournament as well with, with my with my Tyranids, um, who rely heavily on cover saves, oh. shall we say. So, <laughs> so that day, I, I tabled my first opponent. Yeah. Um, I essentially tabled my third opponent. Uh, I got tabled very quickly by Danny. Uh, See, you told me two. last week that you beat Danny. So. Well, just emotionally, I guess. Oh, okay. But, That's but, true. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely the winner on emotions. Because <laughs> I said, I was like, I was like the emotional bludgeon. Well, I said the reason. Of tears. The reason Danny Butter. won is that his. It was very nasty when he was losing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know me, Ted. I got super mean. Super mean. No reach around or cuddles. Just. Yeah. just <laughs> but no, I, I told Danny that his dice were obviously loaded to roll random numbers between one and six, and that's that, why he won. That's abusive. Yeah, you that should have said abusive. that. I see why he won you. Um, I, I cried. Like yeah. I, said, I think, I think we're at one of the things I went wrong with is, is you know, I, I had the turned course of rolling crappy psychic powers, which mm. we were discussing before we started recording because you know, sometimes like happen. loses the game. Um, but then. There's a couple things. Although the ignores cover from from marker lights and, and stealth cadres and things like that just decimated me. Um, and then also, I tried to charge. I had my stone crusher karma fixes. Mm. Um, I tried to charge his uh, storm search, and it would have been curtains for him if it got through. Uh-huh. But he had positioned his fire warriors uh-huh. in such a way that it was about a quarter of an inch too skinny for my stone such a crusher to fit through that's cheating that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no so i was like oh dang i do what i can <laughs> and then i made the mistake of telling him the rules of my models as well because i feel the game would have gone a little differently because he was going to charge into my like what two remaining stone crushers yeah. at the time with yeah. his storm surge and he was like what are they to do and i'm like oh it's like a strength 10 ap1 instant death attack and he's like oh, okay <laughs> i'm gonna shoot them a bunch more then and i'm like oh yeah oh, yeah <laughs> no, <that> was <laughs> It was just the instant death part. I was like, I don't want to take D3 wounds ahead. Yeah. I'd rather just wait till there's one. But yeah. It, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a super fun game. I mean, yeah. I like the, the very few times we played. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's usually fun. Um, but yeah, I thought that was my kind of my, my humbling. Yeah, as the Iron Sheik would say, he, he made me humble. <laughs> you, you got um, your Hot Rod shirt on. But yeah, I got my I got my Hot Rod shirt on. But yeah, for, for my list for that, I played kind of... Uh, the standard terrible Tyranid list uh-huh. of resin. I have my th- three <laughs> flying hive tyrants with uh, just the standard twin link devourers and uh, electroshock grubs. Uh, I had a melanthrope, um, a, ter- a turvagon. I took my brood of stonecrusher carnifixes that I painted the night before. <laughs> that was impressive. That, yeah, that, was, that was very impressive. Did you get three colors on everything? I mean, uh, they're, they're essentially tabletop ready. I got to do teeth and eyes and okay. a little bit more uh, highlighting on the chitin oh, oh oh we got multiple complaints <laughs> multiple complaints about the, the chitin uh, it's actually chitin um <laughs> the whole time you were saying that yeah. i was just like thinking chitlin and <laughs> like a southern thing Chitlins, oh, well i got a um, southern barbecue on my table so uh i had a, a venom throw up a mucloid spore um <clears throat> i took a warrior brood i think the the best reaction i got from the day is i pulled warriors out of my box and i was like oh cool and then when I deployed them on the table, I was like, oh, you're actually bringing those? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so some real fun games. I played against um, uh, Chris Baldwin, one of the local guys. He has a, he had a real nice uh, Space Wolf list. Um, the one thing his list was missing was anti-air, uh, yeah. which with uh, three flyers, uh, yeah, doesn't doesn't work out too well. And then my last uh, list was against kind of this guy's homebrew chapter, um, Steel Templars, I think, or Death Templars. Yeah, I think it was uh, Steel Templars, uh, a Space Marine list with an allied knight. Hmm. Um, again, 
no real anti-air on that. So kind of just having the, you know, 800 points of flyer and flying around kind of owning the place didn't really help out. Uh, and there's a lot of shots on those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing all kinds of fun, scummy things. Like he, <laughs> the last guy was running the formation where you have like the three uh, heavy sport tanks and mm-hmm. the one tech marine. Mm-hmm. And it's like easier repair rolls and, you know, all those kind of things. So he ran three individual tanks and the, the tech marine at the back. So I would fly my flyers into position. I'm like, okay, I'm going to shoot my electroshock grubs at the uh, the tech marine in the back. And it's also going to clip all of these. So then I'm going to use my other gun to shoot at the tech marine. And so, yeah, within two turns, they were you know, all gone from two flyers. It was it's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Yeah, this is a different John. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't know this John. Com- competitive like, John is 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 getting getting uh, better. Yeah, a few months ago, competitive John was like had a winning Terrible. ratio of twenty uh, percent. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, like no, not even. And that. it was about fun. <laughs> yeah, it's about fun. No, no, winning is fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's just learning the army. Essentially, I think that that's something I've learned, and we we've talked about a lot before. Is it's not necessarily good books or bad books, like you know from what danny said about you know running orcs or guard or or eldar or tau it doesn't really matter it's just how you play it and not necessarily how you play it but your level of comfortability with your army your knowledge of your rules and your knowledge of other people's armies Mm. i mean that that, that's what it is it's kind of getting comfortable with that uh and then also buying all the forge world because i've (laughs) i've made some changes to my list and i'm gonna add Mm. a demacaron in there so uh, i need to pick up one of those I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, if, even though I wouldn't say Forge World is like necessarily like overpowered or anything, but I think like just being able to show up with something that nobody's seen, especially with Tyranids, like well, there's a lot of Tyranid stuff that people just haven't seen on the table, so they just don't expect it. I found that the bad thing about Stonecrusher Carnifixes is yeah. when people are like, hey, what do they do? I, I have to spend about five, ten minutes reading oh, through all yeah. of their different rules. Uh, <laughs> sure. Oh, makes me so sad. But they, they were so much fun to play. And like I was... Joking, like I now I was talking to my friend about like changes to do the army and stuff like that. I've invented a little flow chart for, or we we talk about as a little flow chart for Tyranid tactics. Mm-hmm. And it was like question one: Does it have an invulnerable save? No. Throw a stone crusher, Carnifixes at it. Yes. <laughs> Throw gaunts at it. Oh. And then the gaunt one moved down. It was like, did all the gaunts die? Yes. Throw more gaunts at it. <laughs> no. Throw more gaunts at it. <laughs> and and that's <laughs> that, that's about as complicated as my tactics go. Oh yeah, and and circle fly runs around board. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, just kind of getting that comfort level there, and then mm-hmm. and just getting cool models. And I'll throw some pictures of the the stone crushers up. My 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 six beer stone crushers. I like to call them because. Well, I got them from Forge World, and I really wanted to run them. And um, I picked up my, my, my friend Josh had let me borrow his for the tournament. Okay. But I'm like, wow, crap. I've got mine here now. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to use mine. But when you assemble them, you, there's parts of the chitin. Uh, <laughs> another part that's going to be super hard to get. So I'm like, I can do this. So, yeah, I sat and got drunk and, and painted three <laughs> stone crushers. Uh, and they turned out okay. They turned out pretty good. Yeah, they look yeah, good. I'll have it. All the sacks. Yeah, all the sacks. Right. Oh, God, yeah. It's so testicle-based. <laughs> I picked up... Um, you really need to get some static grass and glue that on there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, see, I think that's too obvious. I think the subtlety of the penises and the balls is, is where it really gets. What? I, I, I picked up two... What did you do? <laughs> I, I, I picked up two uh, exocrines. I went to Castle Superstore and bought some vibrator. <laughs> so I, I picked up two exocrines off a guy who was selling okay. some stuff. Uh-huh. And I, I like... 
I've had to really stop not just going and straight away painting it because I really just I'm excited to paint the shaft of the Exocrine's <laughs> cannon. Uh, and you know, no spoilers, but you know, I'm not really gonna you know say what it is that I'm going to be painting it. But wow, so you're gonna have like a, a milky, a sebaceous, like liquid type stuff. Kind uh, of no, but the tip will be purple. <laughs> okay. So, oh. Ted, gorged and purple. <laughs> well, yeah, it's an Exocrine. <laughs> Ted, Ted, what have you been up to? Oh. Um, so we didn't do our. Uh, our Red Blah game. We have the last one for the second book, the little supplement. So uh, Kurt and I ended up playing um, uh, Betrayal of Kalth. So we got the first three missions. And I did pr- fairly decent, I think, like when I played against you and Andy. But against Kurt, I didn't win a single one of them. So <laughs> Wow, well, we're, Andy and I are in the best players of the game. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> you're supposed to say you're amazing, so I feel better. But no, I, I lost pretty well to somebody who'd never played the game before. <laughs> I mean, that's usually why I change games up on people. Like, yeah. oh, fuck, they're winning. Here, let's play Ticket to Ride. Here, let's play Summoner Wars. I, I did that with my buddy. We were playing X-Wing, and yeah. he kept on beating me. So then I said, let's play Sushi Go. And I won. But anyway, please continue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same yeah. idea. Then, you know, they figured it out, and then you have to change the game on them. Uh, ignorance. Yeah, no, that's legit. That's weapon. Yeah. Um, so that was about it. I think I, I don't really, I don't think I played any games other than that one. Um been working on trying to get stuff ready for Adepticon. Got a lot of the commissions mm-hmm. uh, out of the way. So I got uh, a painting done for the local comic shop. Uh, and then I got to work on a graphic. I'm almost done with a graphic for somebody's birthday. And, and um, uh, then there's, I think, like two more tanks for Kurt. And then that's done. Um, and I think I finished up that. We had that challenge for the, mm-hmm. the new, what was it? January. January. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. I got uh, Isabella, my my partner's daughter she has a um she got like they have, the kids have a project where they have to do like this this they take pennies one for every year that they were alive they put pictures and talk about their life and everything so they got like a um a, a poster board um so i stole it and i've been using that as a backdrop for all my pictures and i think it turned out pretty decent for that uh atropos right. night um yeah so that was but that was a lot of fun i think it was like one week like man i gotta do this i gotta hurry up and slide this into the challenge but it looks so goofy, and I love it what? so much. That was nice. It's just, yeah, it's like, like, like you were saying about like 1950s. I yeah. never kind of put that two and two together, and I'm like, yes, yeah. I mean, it looks it's like it should be cool. on like what's that? It's a super cool model. Oh, I, think, I think it's my favorite night. Yeah, yeah. Like game wise or look wise? No, no, look wise. Like, oh, okay. I really like the look of it. It looks cool. It's so much different than any of the other nights. Yeah, it, it kind of makes me think like it should be stepping off like the 1960s set of like Mars Attacks sure, or like exactly. Mars Attacks the World. So, um, but no, I, I guess I did. I did play a game uh, last week. I played it against um, one of our local guys, uh, Bradley, and uh, he played a. Um, he played a steel host and I kind of feel bad. Cause like I told him ahead of time, I was like, all right, man, I'm going to like, he just got all of his tanks ready for that. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, I just got this other model. <laughs> it just so happens to be a tank killer <laughs> so, well. that can outflank and all this other stuff. And, um, so yeah, I did that with like iron hands. I just like walked all over him, but the night did okay. It wasn't amazing. It's probably talk. took out about, a um, uh, probably about 20% of his army, 25%, maybe about 25% of his army, which is pretty good, but it was also about 25% of my army at 435 points. And, uh, so it did, it did decently, but he got it down to like one whole point, but I, so it has like the, was a sacred simulacrum or auto simulacrum or whatever. So it has like the six plus, um, and it will not die roll. Um, uh, yeah. but I just like opted not to roll for it. <laughs> just kind of felt bad for him. Like, come on, man, just take him out. Take him out. That's all right. We, we took the pain off of it. Um, but yeah, I got down to like one, one whole point and that was it. So the iron hands did all right. Nice. Clean that. So, 
Um, but yeah, now on to the uh, Adepticon list. Uh, yeah. It's oh. exciting. <laughs> it is. You know what you're taking? Um, I'm taking Iron Hands. And all right, so I, th- I think I need a little bit of feedback on this because I'm. Okay. I think it's it's going to be some uh, um, some customization chops trying to get this done in about a month sure. and a half. Yeah. So I'm thinking um, a uh, so it's 500 points. Um, was it 500 points? No, 400 points. 400 points. I can only take one of each up to zero to one um, HQ elite fast attack heavy, and then between one and three troops. Um, you can't take any characters if you have more than three wounds. It, uh, their wounds get dropped to two. So if you okay. take um, yeah, Storm Surge is down to two. Uh, you also uh, can only take, what is it? I think it, a hull points uh, up to three. So if you take a Land Raider, it goes down to three. Yeah. Uh, and then armor value drops to 12. So you can't have anything higher than a 12. So I decide, I, I'm thinking about going um, with a, a possibly a level two librarian. Now, part of that is that you can only use one power per turn. And I'm thinking about dropping it down to level one. The the level two would only be to, to get an extra, um, a better... Um, the skill. You, yeah, and well, and you get more warp charge, which is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. you have more psychic powers to choose from, which is really nice. Yeah. So um, it would be, and I, I'm thinking taking the Biomancy uh, train. Um, the idea being, hopefully, I get uh, resilient. And with Iron Hands, that becomes a, uh, what would that be, a 3 plus? Yeah, 3 plus, feel no pain. Feel no pain. Um, throw him on a bike with a, a Force Axe, uh, get a command squad on bikes. Um, I think two or three of them would have uh, Force Axe, or Power Axes. Uh, one of them would be an Apothecary, just in case I don't get Resilience. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm going to give him an axe or not. Um, and then it would be five scouts with uh, Bolters in a, uh, uh, the what is it, Landspeeder Storm yeah. with a Multimelta. Um, and just kind of keep them inside there until they have to drop. Or, oh, and give sure. them camo cloaks too. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? It's it's a lot of eggs in two baskets, but so, at 400 points, there's not much room for Okay, so it's combat patrol, so only 400 yeah. points. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the command squad should be pretty brutal. I don't know, like, it seems like... Well, and that's kind of a double-edged sword since it is combat patrol. You don't know, like, how many two-plus armor saves you're going to be going yeah. up against. So, like... The choice between taking like grav guns and power axes mm-hmm. would be tough to decide. But a fort feel no pain on them all the time, which should be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and the scouts, you know, you could even stick them in reserve or outflank them oh, okay. if you wanted to, because they have the scout and infiltrate rules. So either one of those would give that to them. So they don't even have to start on the board if you don't want them to. Oh yeah, good. They could come in from the side and try and get somewhere that you need to go because they're pretty quick on that little on that storm. So yeah. Move twenty four inches in one turn okay. if you wanted them to. So you think that's all right? Yeah, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my solution to everything is add a fly rent. So I'm, oh, I'll even a fly rent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we found this. Well, it here. doesn't say no come the apocalypse allies. It just says don't duplicate. Okay. Well, it probably doesn't say more than one <laughs> faction for yeah, a friendly. I think there was no allies or name characters or data sheets or any of that jazz. But oh, but it says I, you said you almost killed Grimaldus with your storm surge. Yeah, I killed him with a spore. <laughs> oh. it's right, always win. it's always yeah. a las gun or a spore or something yeah, because the, the the guy made the the error of focusing on gaunts instead of shooting the mucloid spore mm. that was two inches away from his command squad and when it blew up it took out his command squad and he feels invulnerable oh, oh. poor grimaldus good good memories good times good yeah. times yeah. Uh, but no, that sounds like it's going to be a good list for Adepticon. You're going to be hitting up some of the seminars as well and yeah, workshops yeah. And, and kind of just wandering around, uh, picking me up some of that Forge World uh, event exclusive swag. Uh, yeah, 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 totes. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm sending you with cash. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even joking on that one there. I want, want me a tote bag. 
So um, I spent it all on beer and hookers. Uh, <laughs> I brought you back something. It's called STD. Oh, I don't want it. There's so many people there. It's such a cool event. Like, oh, that's it, right. You've been, huh? I've been. I, I went one year. Okay. And uh, when was that? Um, 2000, 2013. Okay. Yeah. So it so was a couple years ago. Sweet. Maybe it was 2012. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but it was great. Pretty popping. It was huge. Like the event room that they have the 40k tournament in like the team tournament because mm-hmm. that has 400 people in it oh, in one tournament because it's four, it's like a 104 person team yeah wow um it's insane like uh, the amount of people that are actually there playing in the event all at one time <laughs> um and the vendor hall is really cool there's so much stuff to do though like i think it's really good what uh-huh. you're doing is a good idea is to just play in like one event yeah and then either like hang out or go to the seminars that's how you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Okay. You can play all kinds of demo games. There's open yeah, gaming yeah. if you want to. People are drunk. It's great. <laughs> okay. It's a really yeah. good time. Yeah, I think I'm going to do two combat patrols. Is what I signed up for. Two okay. combat patrols, a bunch of painting and some other stuff. Yeah. And then uh, one of the Adeptus Titanicus games. Oh, cool. So um, i got an old armor cast reaver that I'm going to try and modernize. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's also adding some fun. table things yeah. to do. But, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to leave it open so I can kind of see what else is going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kind of excited about the vendor hall, just to see what kind of weird oh, stuff is cool. in there. Is it pretty dope? Yeah. They have a lot of people there from a lot of different, like, small businesses and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw some really cool stuff that I wanted to, like, that I ended up getting later on just because I saw it at the vendor hall yeah. when I was there. So is there a lot of Forge World swag down there? Like, Well, they, they, have a event, they have a event-exclusive miniatures, and they have, like, shirts and hoodies and clothing that you can uh-huh. only buy at events. Oh, okay. You can also... Uh, do an order and mm-hmm. just pick it up there for no shipping. Yeah. Well, uh, today was a cutoff day. For oh, that. was it? Oh, yeah. okay. so. Well, the way I figure, like, we usually drop at least the amount for free shipping. So. <laughs> sure. That is true. That is true. <laughs> it might just be, like, John and I, but... <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah, it was a good point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about AdeptCon uh, uh, during and after the visit. Um, Poor but John. We are, I know. <laughs> You're like a little I upset. Know. You're like, Shut Life up. got in the way of me going. Um but yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come right back with some fun news, uh, news, news, noobs, noobs. Yes, we we'll right back. Like new boobs, new boobs. Next, we'll right back. Robo Girly Man here, calling in from Stasis. Do you have a problem procreating for the Emperor? As an Astartes who's been chemically neutered, I understand. A lot of people across the Imperium are suffering from the same disorder. I'm here to tell you that the Emperor has a better solution than snorting ground-up Turvagon shell. What we have devised is an easy two-step solution. Every morning, wake up, look in the mirror, and say, Fuck you, Chaos. It's their fault anyway. Then look down at your jabang-bangs and say, For the Emperor. In those two easy steps, you too will be able to blame Chaos for your impotence. If only the Space Marines could do the same. Thanks, Dad. Now get out there and procreate for the Emperor. But remember, if it comes out funny, exterminatus that muty. This has been Robo Girly Man. Whatever the Emperor's will is, be sure we'll find you out. Oh man, man we got music now. That, 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 that's enough of that. Uh, what about maracas? I want to play some maracas towards the end. <laughs> no, no, news. News. There, there's news. Hmm. Things have happened in the well, world of 40K. There was the last GOP debate, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, super interesting. <laughs> yeah, Trump attended. It was good for him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, we are just knee-deep in, in space puppies right now. Oh, yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. 
Space wolves are everywhere. Curse of the Wolfen is uh, is out. I love that this out. is like. I remember the original rumors? They were saying that there was going to be like a couple repacks, a couple like a sculpture or so, and then it was going to be it. Like that was just going to be like a, almost a towing of the codex. But it was kind of neat to see that there's like more to it than that. And then just yeah, there, there, there's the, a lot yeah, of the hairnet puppies are out. Oh god, those models <laughs> are so hands. terrible. Really, you don't like them? I, I do not like the Wolfen models. <laughs> oh okay. I, I kind of so, like him. Sorry, I knew what I was doing when I said that. The, the, the dude holding a skull, and yeah, I, I'm posing. I, I'm posing, which it really works with an audio medium. But he looks like he's like looking in a little makeup mirror <laughs> to make sure that his whiskers are all straight and stuff like that. I, just, he, I he, thought he was going to be like a last poor Yurik. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure, but <laughs> the picture on the front of the, the white dwarf just makes him look like he's checking his reflection. You know what's kind of weird about that whole like holding a skull thing is that you know they had to carve off like all the flesh, all the sinew, all the everything for it in order to be holding it. Like the chances are that he just like pulled the skull out, kind of like Mortal Kombat style, out of somebody's head right then and there. Like, it's pretty improbable, you know? Like, so really, it's this guy that had brought, brought his lucky skull to the battle, you know? <laughs> well, it's 40K. There are skulls everywhere yeah. around. Yeah. So <laughs> he true. probably just picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't even kill the guy. He just found it on right. the sidewalk. He found it. He's, He's like, like, oh, this oh. is cool. I'm taking this with me. Hey, guys, it's a skull. It's got a gold tooth. That's like three bucks. <laughs> uh, we are, we're going to go into to some of the uh, the leaks about the, the Curse of the Wolf and Book, and, mm. and in particular, some of the, the novelizations of it and, and some of the storyline yeah. in that there. And when this so, comes out, it'll be uh, the following day. That for the sure. Drops. For sure. <laughs> but but just in case, you know, I'm going to pull up my first of the episode, my 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 spoiler noise. Spoilers are incoming, uh, so please don't turn off the podcast. Maybe just put down the headphones, walk away, go do something else, come back in about five minutes or so, and and then everything should be about good. But the the leak so far from uh, she said. <laughs> from the the curse of the wolf. Now this is from the novel. Um, uh, the the brief summary, cur- uh, courtesy of Fayette, uh, is the uh, Wolfen return in a bow wave of demonic incursions within the Fenrisian system. So like, all of these uh, badly sculpted uh, half-wolf, werewolf people uh, just appear back in Fenris. And um, wherever they are, tons of demons are around them, right? Right, Danny? Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what came from that. Well, are you familiar with the backstory of the 13th Company? Very mm-hmm. briefly. Very not hugely. So... The 13th Company was let loose to chase the Thousand Sons back into the warp after the Battle of Prospero. And this one, at this point, they weren't wolven. Right? No, they were just, they were just a normal dudes. company of space marines. And this was Russ's really... group, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Lehman Russ sent them out okay. like, after them. Um, so they were let loose and then never really heard from again after that. So basically, they've been in the Eye of Terror for 10,000 years. And it doesn't look like it's been kind to them very much. And they came back about eight years ago or seven years ago, right? Yeah, so. with the with the black the, the black crusade, mm-hmm. uh, the thirteenth black crusade that they did when they tried to advance the forty k storyline, and then they backtracked <laughs> because it didn't chaos lose horribly or something like that. Or so chaos actually won the campaign. <laughs> oh um, really? I didn't like, realize that. Yeah, so they actually won the campaign as far as like the actual like campaign that Games Workshop ran. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't actually have chaos winning so hard in so. the uh, in the actual <laughs> fluff, so they 
said that they basically took Cadia, but they didn't go beyond Cadia. Oh, okay. And then nerfed their codex forevermore, so that this would never happen again. <laughs> In fourth edition, that yeah. was a pretty pretty hard nerf. Because um, uh, I remember I, I played in that campaign, and I think I might have been the reason why the, the uh, Chaos won so hard is because I was playing Blood Angels. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I rolled up with a, a four Land Raider list, which was barely legal, and that was it. <laughs> and some scouts. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the pups are back from their, their KLC crusades. Um, the, they're being tracked by the space wolves. Uh, at the same time, they're being tracked by gray knights as well. Because, you know, they've been away for 10,000 years and, and the heart of Because I think the gray knights codex is rumored to be coming out soon too. Oh, right? don't re-release it again. Well, I think there's gonna be a box set apparently. Well, oh, yeah. no, 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 I'm talking gray knights. I'm thinking death watch, aren't I? But yeah. I think Grey Knights are supposed to have one, too. Well, Grey Knights are supposed to kind of... It sounds like that yeah. they're going to be in the next... Uh, uh, the book two of this particular series of the Battlezone Fenris or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like there's Grey Knights and Dark Angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and moving on to that. Dark Angel scouts are slaughtered during the first incursion. And vidcaps of Wolfen are retained. Investigation and suspicions of heresy mutation within the wolves are abound. Culminating, and this just just piqued my interest. You know, is is like mm-hmm. this is my archer. I can only get so hard. Moment. Uh, what? Flames are found by the changeling, and eventually, the majority of the Dark Angels' fleet, including the Rock, arrive in Fenris, supported by a dozen other chapters, including the Ultramarines and the Iron Hands. And the book ends with all of the Space Marines bombarding Fenris. So what? So, hmm. For heresy, which from a Dark Angel is. <laughs> It's pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty rich. Pretty rich. Wow. Wow. This is interesting. So, I mean, what, I guess what would happen to the Space Wolves, right? Like, would they play a, a, a Manus and defect? Uh, I, I, yeah, we, I don't know. We've got to read all the fluff. But, yeah, that, that's what's coming out of this. And I was, I'm more interested by this now. I'm sorry, not Manus. Um, um, God, what the heck is his name? Uh, from Thousand Suns. Uh, Red. Anyway. Oh, uh, Magnus. Yeah, the Magnus, right. Yeah. But I don't I mean I guess that's a backhanded way of giving people a good chaos codex is letting them play space wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it works there for sure. Um but yeah, that so that that's kind of the the leaks coming out from that there. We have some super super good formations coming out of that book as well. Um that, that's the other thing I, I noted on that. Um about a bunch of a bunch of space wolf formations. Danny, I know you have a lot more info on that there. Um, and then a whole bunch of uh, God-specific demon stuff as well yeah. has got some people there's super excited. S- there's so much cool stuff coming out. Um, I'm really excited for the demon, the demon like Dekirion type mm. formation that's coming mm-hmm. out. What are they uh, going to do for it, do you think? Uh, so the rumor is uh, that once demons capture an objective, yeah. it remains the demon's objective until it's recaptured. So all they have to do is walk upon it, and then it's theirs. Until... It's theirs until somebody takes them home. Claims these. <laughs> yeah, I think that could be really good. When I initially heard that it was going to be theirs, and you couldn't, uh, like, the way that it was worded in the rumor sounded like it was, you were never going to be able to get it back. Oh, dude, that'd be nuts. I thought that was the most broken thing. Yeah, heck? exactly. Like, a whole army that can deep strike, and they can, like, take your objectives forever. Uh-huh. I, I was like... I was like two seconds away from rage quitting 40k. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that. Yeah. I, all all could, the people become demon players. Right. <laughs> all I could think of was, so it's always secured. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, exactly, yeah. exactly. 
I'm like, seriously? Okay. Um, well, I mean, that's pretty hardcore as it is. No, it's a really good rule. And, and I Especially guess, for, a, I mean, an army that's not necessarily too fast. Like, they do have some fast units, but for oh, the most part. No, they all have some really fast units. Yeah. So the Seekers of Slanesh, okay, the right. Mounted Demonettes, mm-hmm. are cavalry, so they move 12. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Demons of Slanesh get uh, a plus 3 inches to their run distance, mm-hmm. unless they're cavalry, in which case they get plus 6 inches to their run distance. Mm-hmm. So the okay, Demonic Cavalry, fast, yeah. and they have Fleet, so they could move 12 and then run D6 plus 6 with a reroll. Okay. So, I mean, that's like between average like 21 to 23 inches, something like that, mm. like pretty reliably. So, I don't know. I mean, that's that seems, I mean, that's really fast. Yeah. And the chariots are quick, too. Okay. Do you but see a lot of chariots on the, no. the tournaments? No, and... nobody brings chariots. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. But I think people bring seekers now. Yeah. Uh, the seeker formation gets to automatically run six inches every time. So, they're going to automatically get to go 24 inches every turn, which is pretty rad if they want oh. to. Yeah. Like I said, the, I think the, the only downside for the, the Demon Decurions is is just how much points you have to invest in the real core stuff. So you have to take a God-specific, uh, God-sacred numbers worth of the unit. So okay. like That's cool. All, right? Yeah. No, I really like that. Uh, the Slanesh has to take six units, the... the uh, Nurgle seven, the corn. Is it and the d- divisions of it? Because I remember, like back in the day, it was you could take like you know like six or twelve or no. It's like specifically mm-hmm. like you have to take eight units of like for for corn. Like one of them is eight units of either. This is for the murder horde. Oh okay. Uh, you have to take eight units of blood letters, blood crushers, or flesh hounds. Oh okay. So, but I, any combination thereof. Okay, so it's units, not guys not in the unit. Size okay. of the unit, like oh, it okay. was before. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I dug that, but, okay, that's kind of neat, too. Yeah, yeah. No, it seems like it's going to be, uh, that's, I don't know, it seems, it seems like it'll be really powerful if you can fit in those those unit sizes, because they are pretty large. So what else do, are they supposed to get, other than just being able to, like, take So they take the objectives, forever. they also get to reroll. Repeat on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, pretty like much chaos that, yeah. corruption. <laughs> they also get to reroll instability tests in combat, oh. um, and they also get plus or minus one to the table that they get to roll for. Uh, is it the boon thing? Or? No, the, uh, so the, when you're playing demons, um, they get to roll on a table every turn. And random stuff happens where you have to roll for each of the enemy units and each of the opposing god unit, whatever you roll on the table. Oh, okay. And so it can hurt or it can hurt or help the entire enemy army. Oh. So I, and more often than not when I play demons or against demons has helped me a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it always seems to go against me. Like, yeah. Like when I'm playing against them, like just hey, guess what? I get plus one vulnerable save this turn, or hey, guess what? I like corn through a skull at your tank and blew it up like i've just had oh your entire green tide has a feel no pain now oh it's plus one to its feel no pain now oh all my units have soul blaze it's been pretty good it's been pretty good uh some of the artifacts there i mean i'm not gonna go through them all it's gonna take forever there's there's six artifacts for every single god yeah oh wow um there is the the one that seemed the the book keepiest to me which is you know the most demon way to do things um, is the Kartoth the Bloodthirsty, which is a plus one strength AP3 weapon. If a model suffers an unsafe wound, remove it from the game. At the beginning of the model controller's turn, roll a d6 on a 4+. plus. The model comes back to play via deep strike at 12 inches or less from the point it was removed from the game. <laughs> Seems like a nightmare, but the, 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 ho- the, the hilarity of just removing someone's <laughs> model oh, yeah. for, uh, That's for a funny. random amount of time would be hilarious to me. I like that um, corn one where you roll a six to hit and your hit becomes strength D. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. uh, Skull Cutter, uh, AP2 specialist weapon, sixes to hit or strength D. 
30 points. That's, so any character can it. have that? Yeah. yeah. It could be on a Bloodthirster. Jeez. Yeah. Or a Nurgling. Well, I guess well it has to be a demon of corn. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Mm, and then Corno uh, says Life Taker, which is AP2. Six is to wound or instant death, and for every model killed, the unit suffers one D3 hits. Strength 3, AP4. Mm. So there's a, there's a lot of cool, gross stuff in there. Uh, so it's kind of nice to see the demons getting some love. Um, the... The the iron the iron wolves the space wolves didn't really do terribly as well with detachments either. Oh, oh man, what well, yeah. what kind of detachments have we got there, Danny? So, uh, <laughs> um, the the one that I really liked, I really enjoyed the uh, uh, the the black mains company, um, the one in the drop pods. Yeah. So it's Ragnar Black Mains comp- Company. So if you take that, you get all free drop pods for your squads. Um, they all come in on the first turn automatically, uh, and they uh, they get all the troops that come out get feel no pain six up and fearless. So the the turn they come out, they're they're essentially super hard to put down. Sure. So is it just a straight six up feel no pain, or is it plus one to their feel no pain? I think it's just a six up feel no pain. Oh man, that would be abusable if it's just plus one. Well, the thing is, is they uh, uh, space wolves don't really have uh, a lot of stuff that grants feel no pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the only thing that I can think of is Wolf Priests, and they give a six-up feel-no-pain to their squad. But other than that, there's not really anything in the book that gives... Uh, they don't have Apothecaries, really, because the Wolf Priest kind of fulfills that yeah. that role in the army. And then the, the kind of probably the last one I want to talk about here would be the Wolfen Murder Pack. Yeah. Which, you know, <laughs> terrible models, amazing name. Uh, right? Wolfen Murder Pack is at two to five <laughs> units of Wolfen. You add plus one to the Curse of the Wolfen roll for every unit on the battlefield. Uh, so that's possibly plus five if you want to be insane and, you know, have a 25-man army. Um, <laughs> and then there, the results, so it increases the table as well. So you have the possibility of being able to run uh, move twice that turn, which for that unit is is ridiculous boon. Well, remember that the Wolfen themselves don't gain access to the table. Oh, they, so, so it's only other Space Wolf units. That being said, Thunderwolf Cavalry... That could potentially move twenty four inches in one turn would be pretty sick. So yeah, and then they could mm. charge if. Oh god, that's yeah. <laughs> Oof, they they think, brought yeah. back the assault first turn. Army. Sure, or uh, sky claws, like just even the, like sky claws or uh, swift claws, which are on, blood claws on bikes or jetpack or jump mm-hmm. could be ridiculous there too because they can move twenty four inches in one turn and then sweep in and beat some face. <laughs> so I got to prepare to play against a bunch of space wolves. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Uh, okay, so moving on. One more thing I want to talk about here in our news is yeah. uh, we are coming to the end of the Horus Heresy Weekender uh, that has just wrapped up there at Warhammer World. Um, lots of new stuff unveiled. Um, lots oh, of, lots yeah. of great stuff yeah. unveiled. There's a lot of uh, God-specific Mechanicum. I mean, like almost in between, right? There's like the... The new automata for the Iron Warriors, is that right? Yeah. Um, that are and then like the uh, the blight drone for the Mechanicus. Yeah, like the yeah. pre corruption blight drone. Yeah, that's that, rad. The, the first thing I saw when I saw that model was it was like, oh, I've seen that before. That's it's a blight drone. <laughs> so I think it's super rad that they're doing these things where you know you can see the obvious yeah, the you know, where they come mm-hmm. from. Uh, for me, the best of the Stormbird was was unveiled. 
and it looks a hell of a lot better than that blocky thing that was like previewed oh, like six they, months ago. They did have to start somewhere, <laughs> but yeah. I, I think it looks right. The, the thing is, it's apparently it weighs about five kilograms, which is about eleven pounds. Oh, okay, of pure resin. So thanks for cleaning that up. For yeah, me, so I would like, never have been able to. How much like, cocaine yeah. is that? <laughs> uh, and, so turns I, out five kilos. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I really enjoyed that, and then uh, how many? I wonder how many flight stands it's going to take to hold it. <laughs> what, that, that's what I asked. I was like, "There's no way it's just taking one." Um, and then we talk about it, it'd probably be like an epic ship from X-wing, where it'd have two or, or a little yeah. midget. Fast the plane, the plane. <laughs> yeah, you, depending on how much it costs, they actually send you someone from the third world. I, I, I was going to say, looking looking at the thing, you would be able to afford a manservant to carry it for you uh, by getting it. Um, this is my pygmy. The the Iron Warriors, uh, they get Perturabo or not Perturabo. I'm going to get punched in the face for that one. Oh yeah, Perturabo. <laughs> they, they get his uh, his his bodyguards, his unique automata yeah, bodyguards. Those are dope. Those They're look amazing. Or thunder hammer and like, like things. Yeah, uh, uh, my friend who who plays Iron Warriors, he was telling me that is like uh, Perk gets them as bodyguards, and he makes sure that all of his lieutenants commanders get them as bodyguards as well, because then if they start speaking bad things about him, they get murdered very quickly by sure. the robot bodyguards. Wow. And I'm like, that is amazing. <laughs> um, Horse Heresy Book Seven Inferno was announced for late 2016. That's going to focus on Prospero. How awesome. uh, we we saw our you know our, our first real glimpse of some new Thousand Suns as well, apart from the upgrade kits with that beautiful Contender Dread. Yeah, that's oh, nice. a, a they, super nice one. They also previewed a. I don't know if you saw the image of uh, the uh, work in progress Lehman Rocks they're working on. That looks so no. good. super good, oh, super good. And the Mastodon, of course. The Mastodon, yeah. I'm super stoked about the Mastodon. Oh, yeah. The Mastodon is going to be something amazing. I'm I'm definitely getting one of those. (laughs) I think there's so many people in our local playgroup who who are planning on getting Mastodons. Somebody had leaked the rules for it. It didn't seem like it was too OP. No, I thought it was fine. 700-something points for, what, 12 whole points? 10 10 whole points. points. Yeah, 14 around. Like, it wasn't... And then it had two void shields Mm -hmm. and... It might not explode if you blow it up. Yeah, like minus it, two to the explodo chart. <laughs> and if it gets a, a zero or a negative one, mm-hmm. it just becomes a ruin. Yeah, <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it seems super. And isn't there special rules for like assaulting through it as well? Yeah, no, it's it's a building. It counts as a ruin that has entry points at the two mm-hmm. access points on the front and back. Um, so people can just walk through it and stuff now. I think this is gonna like incentivize you to not glue it the top down. Like yeah. you're just oh, gonna leave it on there. Yeah, so I'm totally gonna paint the inside of mine yeah. if I yeah. get one. And I'm spending that much money on it. Yeah. <laughs> but also to be able to like put your guys through it, so sure. take the top right. off, so you can almost have like a uh, uh, zone mortalis through yeah. the series. <laughs> and then we got a, a dope Ed Two Hundred Nine style Imperial Knight as well. Oh, that yeah. looks cool. It looks cool. What was that old? Uh, I remember. I remember the figure for the old one. So was that? I thought that was the warden originally. Yes, it was. You're you're 100 percent right. It okay. was because he had he has the missile rack on mm-hmm. the back and then the two big guns and like the little head and the, kind of like the big. Dome yeah. body. But then they released a model called the warden, right. so they have to come up with something else. I think it's called like the something else pattern warden. <laughs> <laughs> the, the not a warden warden. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, so like lots of great stuff like that. I'm excited to see Russ. Um, I got most excited reading about the Solar War seminar, mm. just because the term "the Solar War" for some reason sounds so amazing. It's it sounds like, like an eighties oh. like cartoon, like um, a, uh, was it Planet Neo or Planet? Yeah, the, the Imperial <laughs> Fist Player, the Imperial Fist Player in me has kind of resigned myself to the fact I'm not going to get a Rogaldor model until they get Terra. Um, that, that's when it makes more sense to put it out. But man, that's uh, well, um, I mean, he's hiding there, so. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to think of a bunch of uh, <laughs> warfare yeah. puns for Danny. Uh, <laughs> we'll be uh, right Is back. Is play on words? <laughs> oh, oh, that's Danny. <laughs> this new Danny is vetoed. Yeah, yeah, we veto. Okay, we'll be right back to talk about um, the book. Uh, some shit. Yeah. yeah, The Beast Arises. Yeah. All right. Dance. All right, back back. This podcast is sponsored by Tier 1 Cards and Games, a place where you can get your tabletop and trading card games needs, or come and play competitively or casually. Use this promo code, GETWRECKED, to get 20% off all Games Workshop items in store. Don't forget, have a Tier 1 day. <sighs> well, you know what I haven't talked about recently? Uh, uh, actually, let me, well, no, well, <laughs> we gotta do it right. Uh, okay. So yeah, we, we got Welcome to Welcome to Book Talk. We're three fuckers. <laughs> Masterpiece Theater. I, I, I have to get there. To Book Club, we shall read. <laughs> That's my creepy Bane voice. Uh, I, I like it. It's double fist in a mic. <laughs> Something that. that John has done recently. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it. So yeah. So yeah, Ted, I why don't sore, dude? <laughs> <laughs> At least my priest spit on it first. Uh, <laughs> that was a no buzzer. It's just super quiet. Um, Ted, talk to us about uh, Dan Abnett's first book and the the Beast Rises uh, Haptology. <laughs> uh, I am slaughter. <laughs> that would the be amount it. of effort that went into figuring out how many parts of it, a twelve parter is. That or, was a waste of time, Ted. I know, but it, it was not a waste of time because now we know what a twelve parter yeah. is called. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so against this? Like, uh, of all the useful knowledge that like you've accumulated, or useless knowledge. Oh I'm not, I'm yeah. Okay. Out. Okay. That's fair. Okay. It, yeah. That's fair. That's I could tell you what any weapon would wound any model on, but knowing that it's called a haptology is useless knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're on. All right. Whatever, John. <laughs> <laughs> All the butter. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah. Before we start, real quick, I'm gonna have to hit my special spoilers button. Uh, yeah. There's gonna be spoilers coming. Uh, maybe even be a little bit of air horn. Uh, but mainly spoilers. So if you have not read book one of The Beast Arises, uh, I Am Slaughter, uh, and you don't want to know what happens in jumbled detail, then please, well, keep it going. And you'll tell your friends to download the podcast, too. <laughs> um, but we'll yeah, just, it for you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just well, don't listen for to them. this part. Uh, so we read the first book yeah. and uh, most of the second book, if not all of it, depending on... Who you are. <laughs> yeah. I got 22 pages in. It was, it was very good. It was the best 22 pages. Yeah, it was, it was the best. Um, so, yeah, so we got Dan Abnett, who has uh, – he's written for them for a while. And, uh, Danny, you were, you're a big fan of the guy, right? Yeah, I like Dan Abnett a lot. He's a good writer. Mm-hmm. I would say he – out of the Black Library authors, he's probably the second best after maybe Aaron Nimsky-Bowden. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's a tough call. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious to see because I think we have, like, the first five uh, announced, right? So we have – um, it was Dan Abnett, then um, Rob Sanders, yep. uh, Gav Thorpe, and I, I can't remember who was it, David. Um, I couldn't see his last name. It was kind of like fuzzed out on the cover. McNabb or McNally? Do we have a David? Was it Graham, Mc, Graham McNeil? No, it was a David something or other. Um, and then Guy Haley, I think is the fifth book, and it looks oh, like okay. there's an Eldar on it. Um, so that's, oh, I think yeah. The first, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, so I think like it's supposed to line up like the the big orc invasion, right? So the um, I I don't know if that's like they're called the, the main character is called the Beast, maybe or that's what it seems like is that is the, he's called the Beast. Yeah. Um, so we we start off with uh, an invasion or the the Imperial Fist. One detachment of Imperial Fist land on planet Arjuanta, Arjuana, or something like that. Does that sound about right? Uh, Sure. Uh, I'll look in, look in the notes <laughs> for whatever reason, I guess. <laughs> uh, so we're on, um, yeah, Argumantua. Uh, I don't know if that's like adamantium. Aug- augmenta? Or, yeah. Augmenta? Yeah, I think. I that's not what it is, but they could be. Yeah. Augmenta. I mean, well, we'll just call it that. Yeah. It'll be fine. We'll be planet Chitin. Hotlanta. Hotlanta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of Miami where only the people with like augmented breasts are. <laughs> Oh man, that was <laughs> iron hands with boobies. Because you know they cut off their left hand and then replace that with the metal hand, or just and then their scouts. They, they cut off oh. their dick and then they replace that with the vagina because they're girls. If they actually have a dick, Wait yeah. A oh, but what? yeah, you guys are jerks. Space Marines might not even have genitals anymore. We don't even know. Well, are functional they, like, genitals, chemically neutered or something. Well, like well, iron maybe. hands are. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's useless. <laughs> that's useless flesh. They would just take that right off. Yeah. <laughs> the flesh is weak. Why be tempted? Can't get it up. <laughs> I really, really want to read a, a 40k romance novel now, yeah. which. It's just uh, a marine furiously beating it, trying to get hard for 50 wow. pages, but very, like, evocatively written. Like, you know, he grasps the there, power sword. Okay, so I went to a school for economics, and one of my favorite economists is uh, Russ Roberts, and I listened to his podcast religiously, and uh, he actually wrote, like, two romance novels about uh, economics. So it was, like, yeah. this... Like the the relationship between one man who is a uh, um, he's a free marketer, and then the woman is associate or uh, Keynesian. So, it was, um, by it was he listens to it religiously, he means twice a year, uh, mostly <laughs> Christmas and New Year's Eve. <laughs> right, <laughs> occasionally on Easter. <laughs> so yeah, tell tell us about. Uh, I'm sorry, we sidetracked. Uh, Ted, please please continue. Keep tell us about the plot. Okay, um, so I think we we start off with the Chromes. There's a brand new alien race called the yep. Chromes. Uh, they kind of they have like a tyranny kind of feel to it. But see, when I pictured them, I always thought of them looking like, uh, like some kind of like weird like ghoul like humanoid with claws. Oh, I didn't okay. really picture them as being like insectile. Or yeah, anything. I pictured them as the bugs from Starship Troopers, mm. just because they were you know faceless. You know, it was almost like the the bad guy of the week from a TV show kind of thing. <laughs> that I got from so they had there. twirly mustaches. Yeah, Is that yeah, okay. had twirly mustaches. All of them, every single. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking up? Looking I, I am app? looking up. So yeah, I'm looking look- up the synopsis. No, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear, guys, I read it. John lied about reading this one too. Yeah. No, no, I, I read. I am slaughter. No, I was looking up what the series, uh, the who's coming up. Uh, so. Oh, okay. You have, uh, we have The Emperor Expects next by Gav Thorpe. Yeah. Uh, then you have The Last Wall by David Annandale. Ah, then you have Throne World by Guy Haley, mm-hmm. uh, which deals with Aldor. Echoes of the Long War oh. by David Geimer. Uh, the Hunt for Vulcan by David Annandale. The Beast Must Die by Gav Thorpe. Oh, he's back. Mm-hmm. And then Watchers and Death by David Annandale. Oh, and what number is that? Is that that's like 12. eight or so? The, that's, that's actually 12. 12? That's 12. That doesn't sound like 12. No, it didn't sound like 12 at all. Where'd you oh, because you didn't read the first two. No, no. Okay. That was, so that was technically ten. Thank you. <laughs> Preceded by Predator, Prey, and Night Slaughter. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, yeah, where are we? So we have we have the Iron Hand or the Imperial Fists uh, launching an assault 
um, a very arrogant Imperial Fist. Like, this seems like a little bit different than the 40k versions that we've seen. Yeah, well, it seemed like a kind of a standard assault for the first the first wave, kind of, you know, standard mm-hmm. Fist tactics. And, you know, uh, we go and do Space Marine things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess the, the good chance to step back and take a look at, like, where we've come. So, now we're at, what is it, the 32nd millennia? 32nd right? millennium. Yeah. Um, and so, this is, like, you know, one of the first times we've seen orcs uh, in, like, a large number. So, we've seen, like, little skirmishes. And then, what was the first time we saw them, like, fighting the Emperor? Um, sure, yeah, during the Great Crusade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really culminated at Eleanor. Mm-hmm. So we've had, like, a lot of idleness with only very little skirmishes here and there. So, like, the uh, the, the, the Militarum are, and the Space Marines are feeling a little bit froggy. They're probably looking for an excuse to, to bring honor to their names. Well, I think particularly the Imperial Fist, I mean, they, they're kind of like their whole shtick right now has been, we have to watch the wall. <laughs> Guard this vending machine. Yeah, sure. We'll babysit. No big deal. And and now their watch is done. That's a Game of Thrones reference. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So all their brethren are out there fighting. Like they have the the Black Templars. I think there's reference at some point in the next book about. Yeah, they like, talked about them oops. quite quite a lot. I felt like there was mm-hmm. at least a whole chapter about what they're doing, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't want to get into that so, though. Right. So, yeah. so I think like the idea is that like here's this chapter. They're new, like relatively newly formed. I think like we'd had like the separation of the Legion. Uh, fairly recently, uh, and it's still fresh in people's memories, and which is weird because a it's thousand like, years is fresh in people's memories. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, it's like it's like maybe one or two generations removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, like the the heresy is still fresh in everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, most people in the Marine chapters of the you know senior ranks can remember you know being in a legion. Uh, so so there's there's definitely that that kind of newness uh, of being in a smaller, more kind of strike force rather than this mass hammer. And the, the scars of the heresy are still in Terra. You could see in the palaces, I think, where the, the battles had taken place. And so, yeah. So now we're now they're off glory hunting um, with the with the magos. There's the magus biologus Laurentis. Is uh, they're running around trying to figure out what these uh, these vermin, the the chrome, are. Mm-hmm. They're not a big. They're threat, the aliens from do. Starship Troopers. Oh, I'm sorry. So they're trying to figure that out. But if they just watched the fucking movie, they would have been just fine. <laughs> would you like to know more? <laughs> yeah, tell us more. <laughs> would you like to know more? <laughs> so I'm going to stop Bane now. That's you know, yay four year old references. Anyway, yeah. So they're, they're chilling on the planet, yeah, with with the, the Magus, mm-hmm. uh, and they're 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 being taken to kind of the limit by the warrior forms of the Chrome here, and they're they're still kind of holding their own um, until the Chrome you know unleash this quote unquote gravity weapon. Yeah, so it would seem like now all of a sudden the planet is starting to shake and kind of come apart in pieces, and uh, it it seems about like the way he's building it up, like you have you know the um, the main character uh, Corland, uh, also known as Slaughter, he him and his his guys, the first wave of uh, Imperial Fist are going in, they're starting to kill off the Chromes, and then after a while, like larger Chromes start to come up, and he's kind of saying like, all right, well this is like as they go, like the desperation mounts as they start to get the warrior Chromes are now coming out instead of just the worker Chrome uh, Chromes, and and then as he's fighting that, like all of a sudden the planet starts coming apart, so they're starting to think like, all right, he's getting desperate. Like every time we go, it's almost like a Bruce Lee movie or something like that. We're like they're going through like levels, or like maybe Mario Brothers. They're going through levels, and like it's getting harder and harder, and like the bad guys are getting nastier and nastier. And now all of a sudden, like you know, the castle's starting to fall apart, and they have to go and get Bowser. It's like like difficulty increased. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, they got to make a Contra Warhammer Forty Thousand game at some point. That would be so badass. Toads. Yeah, (laughs) they have one. Do they? They got the Death Watch game. Is Death Watch Contra pretty no. much? Oh, well, they had that. Oh, maybe it is. They had that one on Xbox that was a Death Watch game where you kind of like 
It was a side scroller. No, that wasn't a side scroller. Never mind. That was. I did just. I didn't see the side scroller one. Off topic, I just picked up Real Force on Steam, and it's amazing. Oh. Yeah. All right. It's a little (laughs) little side scroller Contra style. Oh, cool. And you start off as Rambro, and then you free other bros, (laughs) like. Robocop and um, <laughs> Cobro, and so yeah, it's just a bunch of rip off uh, of eighties action movies. That's and, awesome. And it's amazing. Anyway, so yeah, back to <laughs> I Am Slaughter. Um, on the flip side, now we have like we have Artemantua, but then we also talk about the politics of Terra. I, I know this really appealed to you, John. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. I loved kind of getting a glimpse of, of how Terra is run now. As opposed, I mean, I assume it was you know sort of similar when when Emperor was you no know, not shitting on the Golden Throne, mm-hmm. um, but how power is divided and then kind of the the political plays that are being made to kind of assert power under the you know name of the you know quote unquote Emperor, you know that's why they're doing it, but they're all trying to gain their power and increase their influence in in their respective spheres. Um, mostly, the the story focuses on the uh, the assassinarium. Mm-hmm. And also, Van Gorich is the main guy for that, and he is the, uh, a real cocky guy. And as uh, I really loved his characterization of that as well. Yeah, um, I think Danny, you pointed out earlier that yeah, if you were in charge of the like a bunch of elite killers who would kill anyone on command for any reason. Your job could be to kill a high lo- a lord of Terra. And yeah, you'd be totally sure. okay. Like, that's legit. Like, that's oh, an assassin could be. All right, that's cool. And throughout the book, he, he, he shows his power. He gets into places that no one should be able to get into. And he's very just blasé about it. Like, oh, yeah, I do this all the time. You know, yeah. it's, He finds that inquisitorial agent in his room, like, right. without even trying. Yeah. And he's like, nice try. You can try again some other time. Like, yeah. And the Inquisition as well. We see them rise to power through Terra yeah, yeah. here. Um, I definitely kind of you know see some Game of Thrones style you know political dealings and you know you know who's going to come out on top and mm-hmm. that that because it's all very you know it's almost friendly just now. But but yeah. I don't think that's going to last for long, especially as the Beast kind of. I think it's kind of neat because you see like yeah you you see that like jockey for power and stuff, but. Um, also, you know, I've, I've heard the, the Lords of Terror described as like, you know, really arrogant and, and really kind of, um, just full of themselves, but it's kind of neat to see it like play out in here, like where you have like, uh, what is it? Messering. I think he was the Ecclesia, Ecclesiarch, uh, head of the Ecclesiarch. Um, and he was just like a pompous or not even, he was just, just full of himself. And like, it was a high level of complacency, I think about like their dealings. And it was like, it was more about stature and being part of the Lords than it was about getting stuff done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, like at one point, you had the uh, the the guy who's head of the navy. Um, he, I, I think, like they were about to launch in a big space battle, but he was like, ah, nah, we'll just, I'm just gonna mass my ships. I'm just gonna play with my ships because right. <laughs> I might lose them or whatever. Like we yeah. never really figured out like why he just pulled everything out of the battle. Yeah. So we we find out, you know, while we're learning about our High Lords of Terra, they they find out about about the situation with the Chromes and, and they lose contact with the Imperial Fists. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is when we first kind of start to see the 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 divide in the High Lords mm-hmm. uh, with our two different options. You know, option one being the sensible send in enough guard till everything's dead, <laughs> um, or uh, option two send in the rest of an entire chapter of Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for for me as an imperial <laughs> fist player they choose to send in every last imperial because why the hell not yeah why the hell not you know it's yeah. it's it's back in the day that's what you used to do send the space marine legion and they would pacify things yeah i mean even the space puppies pacified other space marine legions so why wouldn't you just send them but i think that really kind of speaks to i mean if, two different things i think like one of them is like the the arrogance that was or the uh 
the idle hands of of the uh, the Imperium at that time. You know, like, well, we have nothing to do. You know, like, may as well. Like, it couldn't possibly be bad. And I think, like, they just haven't experienced danger in a long time. You know, like, I mean, you see that in just, like, cultures and history, you know, like, where if they haven't had, like, a, 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 a feeling of um, dread. <laughs> you know, like, we haven't had a Great Depression in a while. Let's get really risky with, like... Well, never mind. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, economic history, but you know, it's it's. I think it's kind of like that. The um, yeah, I mean, you just get cocky about it. So, so I throw them all in there. Um, but it becomes kind of a big quagmire, not because of the chromes, but because of something else. Now we have a big attack moon that shows up and yeah. starts tearing a planet apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, sticking with Terra here for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. My my favorite character from from the whole book uh, was Acid Wire. Who is? Uh, he's kind of a strange yeah. guy because he, he like who he really is doesn't show up. He's for a yeah, long he's time. A, an a, an arbiter from a hive on Terra, mm-hmm. um, and then we find out through um, the the assassinarium guy going uh, and talking to him that he used to be an assassin. Uh, what I what I found was funny was that he got a desk job. So yeah, he was like this amazing assassin. They got promoted to watching security cameras. So <laughs> I I'm now viewing him. He's a uh, He's a mix between Snake Plissken and Clint Eastwood, oh. yeah. for, or from the Good, Bad, and Ugly. Okay. Um, and I think he's going to play pretty heavily into the into the Beast not rising. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. But like, I, I just I really like that idea of the I'm retired. Get away from me. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need you for one last job. One last job. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that kind of ideal and that kind of character like super appeals to me. Uh, but they just kind of they just kind of introduce him in this one, and you kind of get a little bit of a idea of what he can do. Oh um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think like it's kind of weird because like they, they do spend a, they didn't they spend a little bit of time with him at first, and it took a while. And his like his really crowning moment came at the very end. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about it now. But well, yeah, because like, it doesn't really affect the main story. Right, I guess, not so. at all. Like I mean, it was what was kind of neat about this book, um, and is a little bit different than the second book. Uh, was that? I mean, this was a very simple. Like they added, they they introduced a lot of the your soap opera characters. Like sure. it, this really is like. I mean, especially the second book, and I, um, like it is a soap opera in a lot of ways. Like there's just tons of plots going on. Like who, they're following. Oh my gosh, his twin brother died. And it was yeah. showing up. Oh my gosh, Marsha is sleeping with Ben. <laughs> but you know, the first one. His name to, is Kylo. <laughs> okay, <I'm here. laughs> so they, they sort of throw all these like people at you. At first, and then slowly kind of work on him a little bit throughout the book, and then yeah. it was apeshit after that. But um, the so I think very that, last chapter of the book, you, know, yeah, you want to talk about? Which I with, think uh, is one of my favorite. But I guess let's go into that later. Um, but going back to the uh, the high lords, um, yeah, I mean, I think that like it was interesting to see the transition happening, and you had like the assassinorum had just lost their seat at the twelve. Um, and so, but they were still jockeying because I think there was like a Senate meeting, and you had all the twelve plus the Assassinorum guys. So, um, it had some of the other lesser seats there mm-hmm. as well. Like, mm-hmm. as, like because he was, I don't know. I think there was like twelve, and then there were like six other ones that they mm-hmm. that they were having as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of just sat off to the side and, and you know gazed upon the wonder of the twelve. Drink their well, what do they what do they call their wine? It was infused wine or something like that. <laughs> they had were they uh, wouldn't weren't they drinking the rejuvenant like like uh, like stuff they had to because I mean the people there were all like you know centuries old like oh yeah yeah centuries. yeah so. um, but yeah I think like also the uh, um, a lot of it 
like the politics. I remember there was a big there's a big exchange that continues. Like there's an exchange between the inquisitors or the inquisitorial representative and Van Gorich, where Van Gorich is really trying to. He almost seems like he's a good guy, but in a shitty way. You know, like not quite an antihero. Like he's good. He's too good to be an antihero so far, which kind of makes me think that they're going to change that at some point because uh, it's I, the grimdark. I, I think some <laughs> some high lords are going to feel uh, his his pain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Um, uh, but I think that like there was a big exchange because like the inqui- he was trying to get information out of the the inquisitors about the orcs because they they didn't quite know about the orcs yet but they knew he knew that something like on the Xenos level was going down with the chromes and it wasn't what they were talking about he's right. like you know shit's going down but you're not telling us and he knows that the inquisition has something but she just like won't let up and I think that was part of that exchange in the the his yeah. room right where like the um, I think the inquisition came in but they had already staged one of their like their shitty like uh, associate degree assassins, <laughs> like an yeah. Their GED assassin. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've been watching these kung fu tapes. PBS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, go hide in that master assassin's room and make sure that you kill him when he comes in. Okay. <laughs> Just cut the wires to a security camera. Don't bother to hide the wires that you cut. Um, but anyway, so I thought that was kind of neat, like where the Inquisition is being the Inquisition. You know, like they're hiding shit just to hide shit, or so it seems so far. And because of it, like we have, you know, like 12 books of fighting lords. <laughs> like, have they been straight up about it? You know, it's basically this book could be summed up as a 200 page introduction to this series. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons that, that Dan Abner is the one writing it here is because he, he's done that for, for Black Library before with the Horus Heresy series. Sure. And he's done that for Marvel before with, with some of their series. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a fantastic job of, of world building and kind of setting yeah. this grand stage. For for a sandbox for people to play in, because I think that was that was kind of jarring for me at first. And it took a little bit of retrospect to really appreciate that, because you know I'm 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 watching this thing like a, a softcore porn movie, you know, like waiting for the money shots, and it's just taking forever. I'm like, what the fuck is this plot stuff? What the hell? Where are the orcs? So I want orc on orc action. That's a really good. That's a really good uh, turn of phrase, Ted. Because I'm always <laughs> a fan of bolter porn. Okay. And so, like, that's always my favorite part about reading 40K books. Uh So the lack thereof in this book, especially in the beginning, was kind of off-putting initially. But then I started to get more into it, and I liked it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I missed that aspect of it. I started all the... The intrigue and stuff like that. I wasn't really expecting to get that in a 40k novel. Yeah. Well, yeah. what okay. I think it really helped with is it, it built up your your uh, bolter porn blue balls. So you were really desperate for it, and then yeah. when it came, I think it just made it so much better because you were used to this slow build up and and this world building and this character introduction, and then when the action starts, it does not stop. And yeah. that last 40 pages is just you can't put that book down. It's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, why? Why don't we? Are, are we? We're good with the High Lords of Terra, I think, and the, the Terra stuff. Or is this something else uh, you want to add there, Ted? Um, no, nah, I mean, I, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, let's move on to, to the, the Imperial Fists on the planet. We yeah. have Slaughter down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Magos fighting these bugs, and these weird gravity pulses start happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I, I think at some point, one of my favorite characters, I have to say, is the. The the Magos, uh, mm-hmm. bi- the biologist. Like, he was just, he was great. I think he was just, like, he reminded me of that mad doc that was just, like, coming up with, like, weird shit and was just, like, intrigued by everything. And, like, there's death and destruction and blowing shit up and your planet's, dis- like, being dismembered, 
like piece by piece and he was just enthralled with like trying to get data which i think is like a common thing with the mechanicus sure. and like a lot of uh, like their kin you know like he must complete the report the report like <laughs> the superstars of like grad school sure. <laughs> let's do my report <laughs> yeah so I, I think that he was a lot of fun and i think at some point like one of my favorite scenes was you know, like there was a, a lander that came down. And I think like the pilots who are like hardwired into this machine are just like, you know, they get all fucked up. And I think like the um, the militarum guy that comes out of there, uh, you know, they, they crash land next to Slaughter and the Biologus. And I think like they they bring some of those guys out and they have this little cavern where he's like hooking one of the pilots, I think it is, up to a machine trying to like translate like this, the attack moon. There's an attack moon. By the way, there's an attack moon. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So... Um, to, to back up a little bit here, yeah, quite a bit, <laughs> uh, quite a bit. So, uh, the, this, the fight on the surface isn't going well since the gravity waves and well started hitting, uh, the fists have been really on a huge defensive. They've lost mm-hmm. contact with everyone. No one's heard from them for six weeks. Uh, at this point, the rest of the chapter shows up, uh, with some Navy support, with some, uh, Astro Militarum or Imperial Guard support, uh, and they s- kind of take off. And make way for the planet. Now, the reinforcements are guys who haven't seen battle in decades. Oh, they're um, Jones and they got a they're, they're the guys who guard the Phalanx, the Imperial Fist's uh, home ship. Uh, they're the guys who guard the Terran Palace walls. Uh, and it's considered a great honor to do that. But mm-hmm. this is a guy who's kind of bred for combat and war. So they're getting back into it. And so they're Jones in to go down. So they're trying to figure strategies of doing it. And the first thing that happens is Daylight who is the, the commander of the Imperial Fists uh, reinforcements here, says he's going to send a bunch of guys down on the Stormbirds, which, awesome model, by the way. It's mm. just fantastic. <laughs> um, so they send about six Stormbirds down, mm-hmm. and, they, and they make a big deal about how they prepare them from the, the, uh, the Imperial Fists uh, relic armory and you know get them all yeah. ready to go. But the gravitational waves are so bad that they almost instantly crash. Uh, wiping out most of them, and this is again where where we come up with our with our mages, or our magus. Um, and then the 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 kind of the emotional or the motionless way the Imperial fists or Space Marines in general do things really shows through because terrible crash, the Stormbirds wrecked, um, the two pilots are in shock from you know all the feedback from the crash, so he just kills them both, puts them out of their misery. There's six wounded guardsmen who would slow them down, so he just kills them all, so that they could move on and you know, and be strategically ready to go. They're 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 pawns. They yeah. really are. Yeah, it's guardsmen got a guard. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they meet up with uh, they, they meet up with the slaughter and mm-hmm. the major, and then they they keep seeing the shadow. They keep on referring to the shadow in the sky, the shadow shadow moon. Yeah. Um, and and the 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 magos guys and the to... thing is like flickering. It kind of reminded me of like your staticky television, where like the picture keeps coming in and out. Because I think it's something's showing up there, like every other moment. Because I think they you, you they couldn't watch it. See, like when they look up in the sky, they couldn't really see it. But they, if they looked in the reflection on the water, like occasionally they would get a glimpse of it. And they're, they're like, like you, are you looking at this thing? Are you looking at the water? And they're like, why the fuck should I look at the water? And like, look, you can see a moon in there, but it's not up there. It's like the silence from Doctor Who. Hmm. But in you know a moon shape, um, so eventually, and they, and they hear these garbled signals coming down, mm. and they can't make it out. So, so they hardwire a human to <laughs> to, to <laughs> translate up servitor pilot, <laughs> uh, which is you know very forty k, yeah. uh, and, and it comes out as just I am slaughter. That, uh-huh. That's all that comes up. 
I know. I just love that, like Doctor Frankenstein scene, though, like where he's like hooking this like this person up into a machine, and it's destroying the person. Like it's super, like just agonizing for this the remnants of this pilot. Like what little life they have is just total torture. Is it's like frying their blood and brains and everything else, just trying to use their their system to decipher it. And, and, <laughs> and what end, that's all it is. Like I'm slaughtered. And yeah, and what he got that, from destroying an entire person and causing horrible agony the last moments of his life was. I am slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. So in 40k like currency, totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can complete my report. <laughs> and then um, the 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 Magus kind of makes the the summary or the thing that the the Chrome were just kind of like rats being pushed out by a bigger predator from their space, which right, I thought was right. super super cool, Danny. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I really like that. Uh, I mean, they were fleeing in the wake of this orc invasion. Because it had clearly been going on for some time, and it had scared them off of their home world, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. Because yeah. oh. they were so. Were the Chrome able? How they were able to like? They were riding the gravity wave of the orc like moon, right? I think they lived in the in the like kind of subspace that the moon was moving through. Sure, okay. And they were being scared out of that and they were kind of phasing into our world sure. i'm guessing i think you know correct me on this absolutely because they, they didn't really I, I think they kind of hypothesized about that but they didn't really say exactly how they did it right. but they were saying like yeah they did move and yeah somehow like i i, I kind of like how um you know the the, the mechanicum and like just uh the scientists in in the gw world like just kind of know stuff like just yeah. kind of look at that like oh yeah they use psychic powers to use that gun that big clobbering <laughs> and this is exactly how it works because i read the or codex <laughs> you know like, well, like so with that one it was just tough like kind of like at the beginning of the second book they mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit i don't oh, know yeah. if i should talk about that or not uh yeah. not yeah but i mean no, well, no. i guess okay you know, but i think that, i mean that's kind of like how yeah, i was right. referencing that yeah so. right so, but I think like that was kind of re- like my. I guess my point was back to like how they moved was like that was something where they just like they just how did you granted. know that? How right. did you come up with that? Yeah. But then they didn't describe exactly how they did it. But I guess yeah. now eh, they don't cover it, so we can make it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, it, up in space, we have our imperial fleet, our navy, you know, carrying our brave guardsmen and, oh, yeah. and everything, uh, and the ships closer to the planet start getting pulled in, mm. uh, and gravity is messing <laughs> them up. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's almost like a jaws like moment, yeah, absolutely. And then where the planet they think should be, a, a moon appears like super close to this planet. Mm-hmm. And because this is forty k, that planet had an orc face. And I love because it transforms from a moon shape into having that face. Like it wasn't good enough just to have a moon with like a big death ray on it, like the Death Star. It had to fucking transform to have a giant jaw so it could talk. It's unicot, unicron, yeah, orcacron, orcacron. Yeah, and and out of this, out of this moon, um, tens of thousands of attack fighters come out mm. and just. Fuck up the Imperial Navy. And not just attack fighters, but full-on capital orcs yeah. to, like, uh, kill cruises. And I mean, I think that really kind of sold the scale of the moon to yeah. me. Because, you know, moons can be any size. But the fact sure. that they have kill cruisers coming out of them right. is just, it's it's insane. Uh, and again, they have, like, the the beast yelling out, you know, I am slaughter. Well, we assume is the beast yelling out, mm-hmm. I am slaughter. I think at some point, they, I think they were suggesting that, right? That yeah. it was, like, somebody was, like, on a megaphone saying, I am slaughter. And it was probably, like, the beast. Yeah. And then they get the video transmission from the beast, and they say oh. that he's like like you regular orcs are like children next to him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 
and it made me think that I have a Goblin King model uh, for, uh. for the Hobbit. <laughs> you got to like, make the beast. Uh. Well, he's not muscular enough, I think, because that would just be like Uh-oh. a jab at the hut of orcs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the orbital fleet's completely fucked. Um, mm. Orcs start landing on the moon. Uh, all the fists on the planet are completely fucked. I thought the callousness with which they, because they just dumped orcs on the planet like they were going out of style. Oh, yeah. Knowing that the planet was going to be dead soon. Um, you know, it was kind of weird to me is that like, you know, when I, when I put together my orcs, I don't put a lot of love into them. Like I sure as fuck, I'm not going to go through and like name all of them mm-hmm. or like come up with like an emotional attachment. Cause as an orc player, you're just going to be like pulling off like hands of like, we hands have a, of these. but the, like the, like this book treated them even worse than I do. It was like, just there's a bunch of orcs. There's a pile of orcs and they're dying. It's all right. There's tons of, orcs. but the thing is to, to me, I mean, I don't know about you, Danny, but it was, it was a different kind of interpretation of orcs than I've ever read before really from, from anything from black library. Sure, they were a lot more brutal, um, less comical than they have been in the past. Like, because obviously before they just, you know, they don't give a they don't give a shit about anything. So, I mean, like, like or themselves anyway, or yeah. other orcs. Yeah. Um, but here it even seemed like, like Ted was saying, even more nameless, even more like amorphous, I guess, and like no care whatsoever regarding yeah. life or it was resources like- or anything like. Yeah. It was almost like they weren't treating him as like an army so much as like a natural disaster. Yeah, like yeah, a force sure. of nature, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was going to say a swarm, yeah, or yeah. Like a blight. Uh-huh. It was, and it's, it's, I, I'm really refreshed because, you know, back to the tabletop game, I can't stand people talking to me in orc voice. It's just for some reason. <laughs> well, it, nobody talked in orc voice. <laughs> it, it really gets my going like, oi, crack it, whoa, we're going to kill things, mate. And like growing up in the UK, that's just some asshole from London to me. That's, you know, um, but just what does that say about those assholes from London? <laughs> so, <laughs> true story. When I was doing my immigration stuff, the, the US, the US uh, embassy in the UK is in, in London, so I'd have to travel down to London for you know immigration stuff and you know passports and all that other kind of fun stuff. Um, and I would afterwards, I would go to the bar cause I didn't have a car and travel's expensive in the UK. So I would take the cheap bus down. It's like midnight the night before get there at like noon that day. My appointment would be at like three, 4 PM. And then my bus back would be at midnight again. So I go to the uh, bar just cause you know, that's <laughs> what you do by yourself in London uh-huh. and just all the people were just like, Oh God. Okay, and I know we have people who listen in London, so I apologize. You. It's like, all right, Jock, how's it going? And like, they would just call me Jock and and do that, and it just really got my nerves. Like, absolutely, and you know, I, I have great friends from London, so. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it was it was super good. Um, but yeah, I think like I said, the the presentation of works here is just kind of this unstoppable force of nature because mm-hmm. they made it very clear that there was no imperial fists left alive. Uh, the, 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 the orc moon ate the planet like Galactus eats planets. Oh, I love that. Where he's just like spitting chunks of like dirt and debris. Yeah. And he pulls up like the planet and shoots and, it out And they made it ships. seem like it was refueling by oh, eating yeah. a planet. So I think that's, that's super, super intense. And it was just that last, from the moment that that moon materializes till the end of the book, that was some of the most intense stuff I've read from mm-hmm. Black Library. Um, just the way it was presented. I think they were like, you know, what, what are orcs good at? All right, let's turn the volume up. <laughs> and yeah, 40, more orky than orky. I mean, the best 40K is just when everything's turned up to like yeah. 40,000 times what it should be. <laughs> oh, that's what you did there. Yeah, yeah well, that was not a reference to the cover, age. It's yeah. a reference to yeah. the yeah. volume. Yeah, it was, it was, sure. it just, and everything was completely turned up. And I just, I think overall, 
I mean, to summarize, I mean, the, the book was good. It, it was really good. Um, the the series for me is only going to really work if we very rarely see the beast and we never directly see him talking. I think for as uh, long as possible, he needs to be a mysterious figure who is, you know, like has the high lords all scared and, you know, this has this mystique around about it and has this awe. Yeah. I think as soon as we see him ordering his troops about or, you know, doing stuff like that, he's going to lose some. Yeah. Or, yeah, make sandwiches or, you know, time to squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna take a dump. He's gonna be. He's gonna be Kylo Ren. He's gonna be you know like the the big badass. You know, uh-huh. sure he has all this support, but there has to be some mystery there. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. With like you know part of the thing I didn't like about Kylo Ren is he took his mask off for too early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that it's not going to be an issue if he talks because everything that he says is going to have to be translated mm. because these orcs don't speak like in Cockney. Mm-hmm. They speak in their own orcish language. So everything that they say has to be translated, unlike a lot of the other orcs, it seems like, in 40K. That, you know, that's a really good point, Danny. That when he talks, they're going to be like, what did he say? Like, right. So oh, I wonder if this, like, only- during this heptology, if we're going to see them learn English. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> at some maybe. point they're going to get like the Rosetta Stone books. They're like, but, oh. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, I mean, I had so much time, but yeah, I think his appearances have to be limited. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And I think it'll be a super successful series if it does that. Um, I'm super excited for the book three um, because, you know, after talking to Gab, like we did episode 10, mm-hmm. he says it focuses heavily on the Navy. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to see kind of the, oh. the Navy strategy just trying to attack that moon yeah. and failing miserably because it's book four. There's 12 books to go. You mind if we get into book two a little no, bit? No, no. Okay. Oh, right, let me... Spoilers. Right. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> so one of my favorite things is to see it was the Black Te- when in the introduction of the Black yeah, Templars. Yeah. And the Black Templars show up with an entire navy. Like they are just like ready to go. Right. And um, you know, like they, they see the moon, it's in their their sights. Right. And they're gonna go after it. Last minute, that's when I think like the High Lord of the Navy like officer like, though it's the High Lord of the uh the Astro Telepathica, so the Astro Pass contact them directly and are like, hey, you need to come back to Earth. you need to come back to Terra. Like we need help here, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Screw you, dude! We're fighting right now. We don't have time for to talk to you about this stuff." But then, like two thirds of the Navy pull out, leaving the Black right. Templars and a couple other like little corvettes and some other like right. little ships there. And like the whole time, the Black Templars are like, "Well, fuck that! We got it! We got it! No, we don't have an army. Well, we're gonna go anyway." <laughs> and they're just like they're and gunning like, down on this thing, and they're like all like all of a sudden like one of their like their battle cruisers just gets like crushed. Yeah. And so they're like, and then one of the like uh, the the chapter master, the the grand marshal, is mm-hmm. like, no, no, this is like we're outnumbered, but we're still fierce. Like this is how all our In great Black battle stories. Oh. This is how all our great battle stories start. And he's like, only if we survive, like <sighs> we need to get out of here. Yeah. So they pull out. But yeah. I like it took a like, while. Like their ship was getting like hammered. Oh, yeah. Like there's like the klaxons are going off. Like people are the sparks are flying. Like and he's still like balls to it. Like we're gonna do this. And I think it's his like the grand marshal or who was who was the other guy with him? It was it, it was, was his uh, Castellan. Okay, yeah. He's like, come on, guy. We can't do this. We really Which can't like do this. Captain Quit being a yeah. pussy. No, we can't. We gotta go. We gotta go. Like all right, fine. <laughs> I liked I liked it when they were actually fighting the orcs and the orcs were coming towards them to ram them and they're like increase speed. <laughs> and so they like ran the orcs instead and killed a bunch of them. It was pretty great. I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. In Black Templars fashion. Yeah, right. We're losing this faster. Close combat. <laughs> Bring me closer so I can swing my sword at them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think with book one, just kind of close this off here. 
Um, it's a great start to the heptology. Mm-hmm. Um, it sets up a lot of good things. Um, I, I think it suffers being read as a standalone. I mean, obviously, it's not yeah. meant to be read that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it leaves me with more questions and answers, which is always good. It introduces some very good characters for me. So um, what are some of the things you want to know about? Like, what are some of the questions? I know, I know you wanted to ask uh, um, the author. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's more kind of like his entrustment with these events is, is fascinating to me. I mean, he's obviously a writer of talent. Uh, he does a lot, a lot of good stuff, but kind of where, where this comes from, you know, where the, the, the decision-making process behind everything like that, that that's kind of what, you know, which parts of the story go where, because mm-hmm. I mean, I look through all my or codexes, all, all that comes to it is, an Orqua happens. It's the biggest one. It gets in the solar system. Um, it's uh, a bunch of people die stopping it. That was literally all there was to know about the beast. And now we have our high Lords. We have this, you know, whole political intrigue. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, I, I see game of Thrones references. I think in modern fantasy or science fiction, they're going to be there. And um, that, that's just how it is. So I, it was kind of a surprise to me in the end to see pretty much an entire space Marine chapter wiped out. Like, I think it needed to be done. Uh, story-wise, <laughs> story, I mean, story-wise, I mean, I'm like, oh, man, you wiped up my Imperial Fists. But if you're thinking about it, if you have an entire chapter or even a half-strength chapter of Imperial Fists defending Terra, it doesn't matter how good the Y is. Most likely, they're not going to be able to get to, through the palace. I mean, their moon might be able to destroy it, but now the, the stakes are so much higher. Now you have an undefended Earth, essentially. <clears throat> I mean, you have Custodes, yeah. But you have essentially they're they're busy fighting webway monsters still. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an undefended Earth, yeah, and that I think was one of the reasons the fists were chosen as as the sacrificial. I, I think like for me, like I mean, this is this is uh, like one of the most uh, prominent stalwart. I mean, it's like the Ultramarines, like a couple steps removed from the Ultramarines as like a. a uh, you know, like a Hearthstone in this in in the mythology of uh, 40k to see them like wiped out, like I, I, it was unfathomable. It was just like gasp you know like so yeah but i, I don't I mean, i'm not big well, I, like, I don't understand the the imperial fist uh story too much like were the references to this in their story like what where did this come so, from so i never felt like they ever got wiped out in okay. the story okay because there was that small squad of a few guys that <clears throat> ends up going underground with the with the magos biologicus mm-hmm. or whatever and like you don't ever hear about them again yeah so i figured they found some way to stay alive or something and they were gonna revisit them Okay. Which, spoiler, book five, <laughs> book two, book, they find them. Yeah, okay, uh, and then spoiler, <laughs> book, book I was trying five. to play dumb, but yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> book five is called The Last Wall. And because okay. I, you know, a super cool thing I found out, which I didn't know before, is, you know, as I get more, I'm trying to get more into the background and story mode rather than just playing the game, is is that the Imperial Fist companies are called walls. Mm. And so you have a book called The Last Wall. And I'm like, oh, okay, so they're going to come back. Thank God. Because I was like, you know, my, my poor Space Marine chapter that I chose to play, or my Space Marine Legion as well, is made up of bastardized gene seed of Crimson Fists and Templars, which, you know, technically Imperial Fist gene seed, but, you know, it's it's not the same. Mm, okay. Yeah. So they do kind of reference it then in the in the, in the uh, Imperial Fist fluff? No. No, I mean, no. I, I mean, I reading it, the only thing I know is that Crimson Fists almost get wiped out by orcs. I think that... Yeah, what's with the what's with the imperial like Do- Dorn's progeny yeah. of orcs? It seems like doesn't work. With that. <laughs> if Dorn, that's orc. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I think that they dropped, end up dropping that nomenclature. And I think that's why they say the last wall, because I think that they don't end up referring to any of their companies as walls after that. Oh, yeah. Because oh, okay. they make no mention of that anywhere like yeah. in their index of starties or anything like that, any of the prior background. No, I mean, they could change the canon or whatever. I mean, Which, that's you fine, know, too. Honestly, at this point, I would be okay with because I'm like, it made me stoked about doing my Imperial Fist again because I was going to make a wall. You know, and just, you know, yeah. that idea, and it really fits the fluff, like, super well. It sure. just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you elitists might play 30K, but I play 32nd K. What's <laughs> <laughs> that roll in the eyes, Danny? <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> it only happens when people are being dicks. <laughs> John puts on the fedora and plays his 32K. Oh. <laughs> this is Daylight Wall. That's Cuddle Bear. <laughs> that's, that's Kill Nuts. <laughs> This guy's name is Rainbow Hair. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a solid book. I mean, I, I'm yeah. excited for what's to come. Um, I I didn't. The only reason I didn't make it further into book two, I mean, we're meant to talk about both today, to be honest. Yeah. But I made it 22 pages in because I had to go back to work, and uh-huh. I yeah, my That's all right. my job is fun. Ted, Ted <laughs> Have I told me you often. I hate your job? Yeah, Ted reminds me often. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to make that money to buy the resin. Um, <laughs> But as a great start, I'm very excited to read book two. Uh, like I said, the the uh, the cruel beast character that mm. we didn't talk about there, Ted. If you mm. want to pull that in, yeah, uh, that would be a uh, said wire that you know the little unassuming uh, arbiter from one of the Earth hives, yeah. who at the end turns out to be a badass master assassin called Cruel Beast, and he gets told, "Beast, arise." Yeah, so I really wonder if he's going to be the guy who takes him out, huh? You think? Maybe. Maybe. He has those super fists. Oh, yeah. He's oh, a, is that an Imperial oh, Fist reference? Oh, uh, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, the very last chapter of the book, so it, you know you have this big battle, and then everyone dies, essentially is how it ends. And then it goes back to him getting off of his shift as an arbiter, and then walking and realizing he's being tailed. Yeah. The next uh, scene, you realize he's being stabbed, or he gets shot by someone. Then he walks out of the shadows and be so like... the Inquisitor Assassin yeah. kills... Him. Kills a guy, and he, and then the uh, acid wire walks out the shadow, but like real easy to pay someone to wear your coat and hat, and then proceeds to just straight up murder this guy, like <laughs> just ridiculously a badass way to the point where, like I need to see more of this guy. He's a different kind of assassin than we've seen too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the way he, he does be it, something totally different. Yeah. yeah. I'm going for Calexis. No, I mean because I think like later on, I hate to say it, like spoil in the second like the second book, um, but he doesn't use a weapon. Like, no, he uses his fist. He has yeah. he, his hands, like his bones, have been uh, uh, metal infused. So he has like plates. He has Wolverine hands. bone hands, but oh without any spikes. No spikes. No, <laughs> no, just, just like, his bones. Like his bones yeah. are Wolverine bones. It's old man Logan meets yeah. Clint Eastwood. Right. Oh, oh. so good. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think this is a good point to stop it for yeah. me to go start reading book two. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like, it. I like you. Yeah, yeah. Pick it up. Let us know what you thought of the book. Yeah. Uh, uh, details, you know, after the podcast, as always. We, I think, we all really enjoyed it. Um, it's a different kind of book than, than I've read from Black Library before. I mean, perfectly honestly, you know, we're all used to our bolter porn. We all love our bolter <laughs> porn. Uh, but this, I think, it Happy really Happy. <laughs> sets the stage for a super interesting universe. And I certainly hope. I mean, from if from what I've seen from the first book, once this uh, haptology is done, <clears throat> they don't leave this setting alone. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think lu- there's more to come. If we're lucky, next episode we're gonna have the author come and talk to us about the next book. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna unlock him from our basement. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna be keeping him. Should have answered that email because <laughs> <laughs> that's how we communicate with our basement. Uh, oh. <laughs> he has an internet connection. <laughs> Can I just email for help? <laughs> <laughs> Shh.
Okay, all right. Don't speak too loud. We make him, we make him download this, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, yeah, uh, we will gonna call this a break. We'll be right back, and we're going to play some Countdown. Whoa. Whoa. What's that? <laughs> Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits for dunking in your British tea. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits, as recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. It's game time. It's game time. Uh, it's another Danny versus Ted extravaganza. Hey, you're not um, going to play? No, no, I'm what? not. I'm doing bookkeeping. bookkeeping this time. Um, so we are doing our, our very own version of the... The classic United Kingdom uh, quiz show countdown. Oh, okay. Uh, I know you guys haven't heard about this before because we certainly didn't lose the audio when we just did this. <laughs> uh, so let me explain. <laughs> For a second time this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> let, let, let me explain what that's about. Um, it's about formatting a card properly. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to be uh, uh, pirating their, their numbers section where we take, they usually take five or six random numbers uh, and then they have to use all of them. To make a math sum to get to the final number. Uh, of course, this is 40K and not math. Well, math hammer. Uh, <laughs> but what we're going to do is I have assigned one uh, one slot or one uh, unit slot to uh, each side of a six-sided dice. So number one would be elite. Number two is fast. Three and four are troop. Five is heavy. Six is HQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have five randomly decided slots. Mm-hmm. And a randomly decided points total. And you have, yeah, I said slots. <laughs> Laugh away, Danny. Uh, Sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> when in Holland. Yeah. Uh, so what you have to do is you have to make your own army uh, using only the slots provided, Danny, uh, <laughs> up to the points total without going over, mm-hmm. I give you. Okay. So are there any questions before I begin? Uh, no, I feel like I've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> All right, so we're going to stop that music and we're going to get our countdown clock going. Your slots are Elite, Fast, Troop, Heavy, HQ, mm-hmm. with a point limit of 950 wait, points. Wait, wait, so one of each? Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh no, no. I oh. need clarification. I didn't yeah. get a chance to write those down. Oh. Now, was that one of each? One of each. Okay, so one, one of Elite, each. one Fast, one Troop, one Heavy, one HQ? Yes. So one of each. Oh, is there something yeah, we're missing? Yeah. Yes, no, one of just me. Okay. Uh, you're dismissing me. Apparently, my comprehension. <laughs> okay. And a thousand points. Uh, it is 950 points. Oh, okay. Go. This again makes for fantastic, fantastic audio. The boys are furiously writing down. Danny, the more experienced player, not even looking at his codex. Ted furiously thumbing through the pages of his limited edition workbook. <laughs> Where the hell's a stopper? Oh, the stopper's not even even there. Hands down. Okay. All right, gentlemen, you're going to add up your totals? Yeah. Man, I missed that theme. I haven't watched this show in like since I emigrated across the U.S., but I mean, I'll always remember that theme tune. Most perfect 30 seconds of music. <laughs> so again, the boys had five slots in their little countdown force organization chart. They had to make an army list using uh, elite, fast, troop, heavy, and an HQ. And the entire list had to equal 950 points. Pens are down. Danny, what have you got? 
I'm sorry, 795 points. 795 points. Ted, are you closer than 795? I am not. I got 515. 515? Yeah. Isn't that a Marvel Universe? Is it? I think it is. Was it like one of the battle planets? I think so. Oh. Anyway, Danny, what was your list? I have a war boss in mega armor for 100 points. Okay. I have uh, uh, one unit of 30 boys. Okay. Uh, five war buggies Ooh. at 125 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nice. Uh, one more cannot. Oh, <laughs> 230 oh, good points. A mob rule oh. favorite. <laughs> Damn, that was a good one. And then one unit of four mega knobs for 160 points. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Nice. Way to eat it up. Ted, what's your uh, well, losing your list? I, <laughs> I hate to say it, but like I, I think I spent too much time like flipping through pages. Um, I have to come up with some place to blame. And then I just realized that um, I made yet another illegal purchase. <laughs> you mean your first illegal purchase because we haven't done this before. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you went over in your slots. No, Well, I didn't go over on my slot. Well, okay, I sort of did. Too many because slots, I took a, a common problem for Ted. I, I ended up taking a Lord of War, which he said I couldn't do because I was looking for Gasgall. I was like, oh, I can't take a stop because that's a Lord of War. I'll just take Gasgall because that's a Lord of War. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was like a 30-man boy unit and then a, a Dacajet because why, why not? Because yeah. <laughs> I landed on the page. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we're going to do uh, – We I have two more rounds of this. Okay. Man, why can't we lose this audio? I know, I know. <laughs> I did much better last time. Okay, so I, I got faith in you. You know, that's uh, going to give you a couple of guys to All get right. in position. You know, rest up, relax, good times. Hold on, jumble the nuts. Okay, so this time your force organization chart is one fast choice, one troop choice, two troop choice. No, sorry, so yeah, two troop choice total. Two troop choice. Okay. Don't, don't look at me one like fast. that, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, one fast attack, two troop, one heavy. And one HQ. And your point total is 1,000. Wow. Nice. Ted flipping through the book quest this time. <laughs> Danny seemingly enjoying the practice rounds we did not record earlier. I mean, there's just such a sense of dread with this song. It's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Pens down. Right. Okay, so can you make a thousand point list in thirty seconds? It seems pretty tough. I mean, I chose orcs because I know both of you guys are pretty experienced with that. There, <laughs> uh, so you guys had to make a one thousand point army list using the special countdown force organization chart uh-huh. of one fast attack choice, two troop choices, one heavy choice, and an HQ choice. Okay. Um. What do we got? So, uh, oh god. Okay, so. Uh, See war boss with get to grab the points for it because I wasn't grabbing the points as I was going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you do it? Thousand, Thousand points. points? Oh. <laughs> oh, I think you got it. All right, Danny, please. Clearly on accident. I'm please, sure. please tell me what is your thousand points? Okay, so I have two squads of. 30 orcs with knobs with power claws to give myself mm. a little bit of extra points. So that is... No, no. Whoa, bear wait. with me here. So that is four, 442. It's 430 points. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Uh, then uh, another more knot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to do that too. Oh, okay. So we got our, our more knot. 
Okay. Uh, then I also have my signature five uh, war buggy unit. <laughs> signature <laughs> five war buggy unit is your fast <laughs> attack choice. And then I took a war boss with. Uh, uh, he has a power claw, heavy armor, and an attack squig for 150 points. <laughs> you could like getting down to like the minutia. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. Your mind is amazing. <laughs> it's all guesswork. Yeah, like, if I go over, I go over, but I figure I won't. So, oh, okay. All right, Ted. What did, what did you get? Well, actually, I stole a lot of those ideas from the Good last move. time. Good I, move. I, I didn't not not enough of them, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I went with three war buggies, um, so yeah. that was seventy five points. Nice. Uh, and then there was um, two thirty boy mobs for one hundred and eighty each. Uh, Morkanot with the force field. Um, and then let's see war boss with mega armor, but that only came out to eight fifteen, so I was a little little shy there. But. Okay, so for our last one, mm-hmm. and I think Danny, you've already won by default, but I yeah. want to <laughs> do this one because I just thought of it and it's, oh, okay. it's super fun. Um, you your special countdown force organization chart has eight heavy support slots. Whoa, five hundred points. Go. Wow, man. This one, of course, chosen because heavy support is the one slot that I cannot stand. 500 points? 500 points. Mm. Okay. You must use all of your slots. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Ted taking eight individual cannons. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the heavy support slot, the, the slot that I hate choosing because there's so much goddamn choice for orcs it is literally the worst uh danny you threw your hands up quite oh sorry i was stretching my screw you or victoriously i couldn't really oh, find no, out it's victorious um so i got, <laughs> I got a... <laughs> no just kidding i don't know Ted's might be better than mine. I don't know. Actually, yeah, I, I looked at that and I was like, fuck, that's right, 500 points, not 1,000. Let, let, let's go ahead and uh, wait, let's set the mood for this. Okay. <laughs> Eight kilocans. Eight kilocans. With extra armor. Okay. And four of them have Gratzukas. Oh, I oh, What is yeah. 500 points. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's, oh, okay. that's yeah. That's okay. Well, well, what do you got there, Ted? Um, I took uh, four uh, battle wagons and uh, four mech guns, and I didn't even crunch it because I realized, like, I fucked up. So that's 440 points, yeah. and then mech guns are 14 points each. 18. So, are they 18 each? Yeah. 672. 72. You went over. Yeah. So, 512. Okay. Well, that was a four-sword countdown. I, I, I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. um, next time I think we play, it'll be with a different book. Uh, uh, obviously tailored to our guests more than Ted because, <laughs> because there's no fun I in win. that. Because I win. But yeah, it really goes to show me. It's, it's hard to make an army list, but man, I, I liked a couple of years, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in, in our lost segment, um, I actually took part in it as well, and, and Danny and I came up with pretty much exactly the same <laughs> list. It was pretty much... It was, there was very few differences. But there was like one difference in the HQ choice, <laughs> and that was it. Uh, okay, so we're going to go to break, and then we'll be back to wrap things up. Gynecomastia is a myth, and so is gout. Ever met somebody with gout? I thought so. Why do we know much about these? Because we are soy. It is our job to know about your body. What we do know is, soy is a complete protein that can replace animal protein. It is a great dietary fiber, 
and can reduce your LDL and triglycerides. We also know that if you develop man boobs, it is not our fault. It is your dad's. Soy milk. It's not as bad as they say. Are those crickets? Yeah, it's crickets. Uh, I got a soundboard. You know, it comes with other stuff. Uh, Wow, that one oh, you scared the crickets away. <laughs> yeah, thunderstorm now. Well, this has been a good episode. I, I had fun. I, I really enjoyed, like I said, the series. Uh, I wish I'd read the second book. That that's all me, guys. That's that's my bad. Um, <laughs> I didn't finish either. Yeah, uh, it's like again, I, I can't say enough good things about where it started. Uh, when viewed as a heptology, um, and. <laughs> Oh, please, please I'm be still rolling my eyes. Like every time he says it, it makes please, me Please, uh, and I want our, our wonderful listeners to know that every time that Ted and I say haptology, <laughs> we stare directly at Danny when we do it because because oh. he 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 loves it so. Danny, thank you for thanks, coming Danny. back. Thank you oh. for letting us. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no, I no think. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this has been you know episode sixteen. I think next time. Uh, if all things go to plan, we'll be talking about book three. We'll probably oh. we'll talk a little bit about book two between ourselves yeah, as well. Maybe, yeah. Um, get us kind of caught up. And then we'll hopefully be talking with Gav Thorpe about book three. And, you know, the I wonder if he wrote book two. Maybe he'll like to talk uh, to us about book yeah, two. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Well. He might you, have just jumped right into yeah, three. Just jump right there. You know, <laughs> what am I supposed to write about? Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Hey, you want to read the other ones? No, nah, I'm fine. I always make it. <laughs> He's a professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the entire chapter of the Imperial Fist land on the mo- what? They died. <laughs> the, no, he was like, he, I can see he just sitting, re, like drinking a coffee in the corner where everyone's having a meeting, and they'd be like, "Hey, Gav, write book four. Oh, I'm sorry, write book three. Be like, are the Dark Angels still alive? And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> and then there's like, Hey, guy, can you write Eldar? And Gav's like, Oh. <laughs> but yeah uh so that that should be uh coming out in uh two weeks like a iron duke i think is what our description <laughs> says what is an iron duke it's like just a lumpy poo that hits the bottom i was like, gonna boom, say like boom. real hard yeah <laughs> oh god tough on the butthole so is that not what so, you're imagining so, this entire time <laughs> i just i didn't know what it was but i don't i don't know the benefit of describing our podcast is like a lumpy piece of poop that rips apart your butthole because we're that good <laughs> that isn't good okay a little that, self-deprecating sorry <laughs> like that that isn't good okay so, so for a poop that's probably like the best that you can be oh, hell yeah no that sticky shit right oh so ted's gonna go see a proctologist <laughs> uh, for what's left of it we, we yeah. gotta get out of here uh, yeah for, for, for what's left of it <laughs> Goats eat every other Friday. Uh, <laughs> Those so, truck stops have not been kind to him. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo wings, pass them over. <laughs> so for Mob Rules, I've been John. <laughs> and I've been the Ted. I've been Danny. You, you yeah. have been Danny, yeah. Good job, <laughs> Don't clap into the microphone. I got told off once. All right. Uh, we will see you next time. Bye. 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 This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash mob rules AK. You can also email us at themob at tophat-arts.com. Thanks for checking us out and we will see you in two weeks.